Anyways, are we rolling D? We're rolling. Okay, I'm on you. you're going to be on Andrew. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yummy D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith Murphy, welcome. Thank you. To very going much. again podcast. This is a pleasure and um, possible honor. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll take both. It's a it is for us. Honor no, for no, us. Listen, it is for this, us. This is great. I've been hearing about this from friends that you've had on here and how much fun it is. And uh, uh-huh. when you guys reached out to me, it was like, really? Love to do it. Uh, oh, just, man. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah. Stoked to have you. And we yeah. don't want you to mention Danny Bailey. No. no. Dick Deacon. Yeah. Oh. That's his, uh, in col- we met in college. Really? Yeah. Danny used to be Dan Bob. Okay. And Dick oh, Deacon. Oh, he told us about yeah. that. Yeah, he was Dick Deacon for the least. Still, I still see him. I call him Dick Deacon. Just, yeah. You know. Well, I will now. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> he, was, he was awesome. He was, you know, he was it's, great. It's, I, I mentioned it earlier. It's my fault. Okay, yeah. so that's going to take an explanation. <laughs> when, we were, when we were going to Coconut College, uh, Conestoga College, okay. um, uh, yeah. Danny was very much with, the, he's got that beautiful bar- baritone voice. Yes, he does. And he was in the radio stream, and um, <clears throat> we hit it off, and... But like all of us got along really well in that program and a few other programs that, that kind of, you know, the advertising and design program, the film program, we all kind of hung out together. But Danny got, I kind of exposed him to cameras. Oh, um, seriously? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. He's, he has said that to me more than once. Yeah, it's your fault. That's okay. It. So that's wow. your fault. Not his crazy wild personality. No, that, that was, that's part of the package, man. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I used to think he was like a cross between Hulk Hogan and Brian Mulroney. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, okay. <laughs> you know, just, that's you know. that's a quite a picture. I know. Yeah. He rested his balls right there. I, right I noticed. You're leaning. I, I have it. I, I put on there Dick Deacon. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah, Danny, Danny's go back. I don't get to see him as much. Um, you know, family's got uh, started growing and sure. things Happens. of that nature, and so. So did you know. live in Kitchener? Or? I did. I actually lived in Cambridge um, oh. for the first little first little while. We're up by Fairview Mall, and then we were renting townhouses down in. Um, oh, I can't remember what the area is. It's just south of the four hundred one. It was um, kind of a like a dune. It was. It was not near. It wasn't all the way to Dune. It was right at the first exit, but just uh, just south of there. Like just off yeah. the Highway Eight. Yeah, you the, know what? The Preston Village or whatever it's called. Preston. Yes, Preston. I think at that's the top of the hill. Uh, <clears throat> right off the four hundred one. Shantz Hill and all that. Nineteen seventy. Oh wow. Seventy. <laughs> We're discussing the whole yeah. map. Here. Yeah, this was a long time ago. We can't. Uh, it was. We can't pre- talk it, about the seventies. It was. We don't remember. We them. Don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It was Preston. Um, and it was, uh, I think it looks like it's a, it was a Walmart center now. But these were, these were like dumpy. Um, a Walmart. Well, well yeah. the, the box stores are. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's 24. Over there. Okay. okay. Yeah, it used to be these townhouses. And back then, we could rent a four-bedroom townhouse for 400 bucks a month. So when you go to school, 100 bucks a month rent was... Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred bucks per month would be pretty good. Now. And then Conestoga is just down the highway and off. Oh, it was great. You know, we would go the back way, cut down past Nicholson's, and oh, yeah. Well, maybe we knew where Nicholson's was because Conestoga at that point didn't have a pub. So what they did is encourage us to get in our car, drive over the highway, go to Nicholson's, eat the battered fried mushrooms, drink a shitload of uh, draft beer, and then drive back. Yeah, that's what we did in the seventies. And they. This, the the staff were drinking down at the <clears throat> at the golf course, at the Dune Golf Course. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I wasn't even alive then, but I missed those. Well, days. I spent a whole I, lot of time at Nicholson's. I I had hair. 
That's <laughs> Denoni. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I go back with Danny that long. You know, wow. every once that's in a while, cool. I I will run into him. Um, you know, especially when he was shooting car racing, and I love my my shooting my car racing and that sort of thing. So, right on. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, I'm actually really good at that. No that's, way. Yeah, that's my thing. Okay, because yeah. we were saying you're not very good at anything else. No, I sucked at Steadicam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have seen what, what, what Danny was saying about you. Oh, you? my God. Yeah, yeah. I owe him 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the text him right now. Yeah. Oh, dude. Excellent. Excellent. That's cool. Send him a yeah. pick. Yeah. Oh, that's even a better Shoot idea. Shoot a pick of Keith. Or... Yeah. 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 You know. That's Tell awesome. him I, I signed where he rested his balls. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a good podcast. Yeah, I like that. Every guest after this is going to go, is this where Danny rested his balls? Do, we, do I have to sit here? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's... Um, so, yeah. so, but you're, you, you live in Toronto? No, used to. Um, 30 years ago, though, we, you know, when we first started our family, we had an opportunity to... Uh, move out to the country um, in the Niagara region. My wife is from uh, is from the Port Coleman area. She grew up on a dairy farm, and her mom and dad were still work, you know, still assisting working the the family dairy farm. Right on. And with whether I was living in Toronto or living in Toronto or not, uh, you know, you know the hours. Yeah. So never home, so it was made more yeah. sense to be closer to her mom and dad. So there was um, family extended support you know just the kids are young and sure. they're toddlers and that sort of thing so um that's we we found this pro this this property um in just outside of a little hamlet called saint anne's which is outside of a small town of smithville and south of so just a second smithville's a small town and you live in a smaller town i live outside a small hamlet that is outside <laughs> of smithville that's awesome <laughs> You just live outside. I live. I. I have. I. It, I refer to it as Stately Murph Manor. It's. Uh, you know. It's just. Right a, on. A, a, My a, wife has family in Smithville. Yeah, I'd love to know who they are. Maybe I do know them, or maybe are they part of the? Uh, you know that the, uh, the 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 Freedom Convoy still meets every noon hour at the Tim Hortons in Smithville. Is that right? <laughs> are you shitting me? <laughs> I'm totally serious. I bet. I saw. Well, Dee, do you know much about that? I I, I, I saw. I saw Buddy. Coming by in a, a big uh, Tacoma pickup truck, awesome. fl- all flat back with this massive Canadian flag out the back. Awesome. I was like, wow, retro in 2020. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you agree that that was a beautiful time and a beautiful thing? Do you know, it sucked. It sucked ass. It was horrible. But really? it, it was like, I mean, just how inconvenient it was for everybody. It, wow. And it messed a lot of things up. And maybe, you know. What but, did the Freedom Convoy or the COVID? Uh, thing? The, look, I'm talking more the COVID thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I knew yeah, that's course, where he course. was going. Yeah. yeah that's, oh, the yeah. Freedom that's the, that's their choice. See, they want to do that. Totally. Yeah, you, I thought that you was know, awesome. You know, great for you. Super. But where I live, it, they took it to another level. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a guy who was on our. our our town council and who was in my ward um and he uh he while running for election again was uh suing the township because they had said he'd broken some of the rules of when you go on to account become a counselor or something anyway he was the lead guy for the niagara contingent that went to ottawa okay he just got charged like a couple of weeks ago niagara regional police sent out an arrest warrant for him so he 
from you know. from that. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I don't know all the details. I was just like, well, he's no longer my counselor. So wow. You know, Whoa. You know, know but him. yeah, you know yeah. who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name is uh, Harold Yonkers, and he owns a trucking company, and he has run for. Uh, federally and provincially for the CHP. Have you ever heard of the CHP? California Highway Patrol? You wish. <laughs> the Christian Heritage Party. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. I see. You know, imagine how uh, the Islamic Heritage Party would be received. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, interesting. Hey, I'm one of these people, church and state, separate. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. got your thing, you have a belief system, that's yours, rock on. Don't bring it into the governance of my society, please. But down there, they like to mix them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it pretty hardcore when you mix things up like yeah. that, I guess. We yeah. even have the, we have the historically youngest MPP in our writing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Young guy named Sam Oosterhoff. Sam Oosterhoff. Uh, how how, how old? Sam. Um, he became uh, our MPP probably when he was about I don't know, 19 or 20. Oh, wow. Still living in mom and dad's basement. Ambitious young man. Oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, we didn't come here to talk about those knuckleheads. No, we didn't. So, like I said said earlier, because of my genetic heritage, Irish. um, Oh, speaking of that. I will. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I will uh, will go off on tangents and storytelling. So, you guys pull me back. That's okay. We've only got seven hours. That's all right. That's good. The car's cooling down. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're good, man. Um, Speaking of Irish. Oh. How about a good shot of Kentucky bourbon whiskey? Mm. Right now we getting we're going. We're going. We're going now so that we can go again. Yes. That's the, right. that's the that's the theme of the show. I you, love that. Yeah, you ready? I love that. Okay, yeah. cool. Um so okay, so Oh, I know this one. You were born in Ireland? Yeah, born and raised in Dublin. You good with this? I'm very good with Woodford Woodford yeah, Reserve, yes. Is, I like this. Yeah. One. Shout out to Woodford if they want to sponsor uh, I, going I, again. If I can um, awesome. I can share with you something that would be a distant cousin to this in an Irish whiskey. Like oh. you know, most Irish whiskeys are kind of spice forward. Okay. Um there's one that is aged in sherry casks and in bourbon barrels, and it uh, it is called Glendalock. Glendalock. Yep. Drinks like it's uh, hundred bucks a bottle. Yeah, let me write that price. down. Do you know how to spell yeah, that? Yeah. Glen G L E N D A L O U G H. L O U G H. U G H. Yeah. Oh, Glendalock. It's basically Lake of the Glen. Um, but it is, uh, it's a beautiful area south of Dublin in the Wicklow Mountains. Beautiful lakes. Here you are, sir. Oh, my gosh. Any place that makes whiskey is a beautiful place. Yes. The only problem is they don't offer tours. I was just over there, and I really wanted to go for a tour. Interesting. So you know what we say in Ireland? Slaincha. Slaincha? It means to your health. Slaincha. Yeah, slaincha. To your health. All right. Slaincha D. And slaincha D. Basically, yeah, D. Did D get one? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm. She doesn't always partake in the drink, not until later in the evening, but mm. today, special day. Oh, that's so yum. Yeah, it's tasty. That's really yum. I love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's good. <laughs> okay, so you're born and raised in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. And what what time? Was it a bad time? No, it just, um, it was the mid-60s, and my... Um, my my parents applied to emigrate to Canada, the U.S. and the and Australia, mm-hmm. and the, to show how different the time was. Um, from when they applied 
to when we arrived here. Canada was the first place, basically the only place that said, yeah, come on. We had a sponsorship from my mom's brother. Um, we were here six weeks later. Wow. Yeah, different times. And my dad had a job. He had a job waiting for him. And then when we got there, my uncle said, where's his job? And he said, uh, it's a place called Labrador City. <laughs> my uncle got out the, the, the atlas and said, <laughs> it's right here. This is like October 30th. Uh-oh. And my uncle said, if you go there for that job, you'll be back in Dublin by Christmas. <laughs> he said, <laughs> Iceberg City, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be very cold. Oh, very I see. Cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's up, it's up in northern, northern Labrador. So what yeah. prompted Ooh. your parents to leave Ireland? Oh, my gosh. That's a, there's so many different theories and stuff. Like when I was younger, I was told it was um, that um, my, the doctor said my dad should get to a drier climate. He was dealing with... Uh, Labrador City would have done it, huh? Well, Canada. You know, they don't realize how big Canada is. And anyway, but it, as it turns out, it really was more my dad wanted to get his wife and family away from her family because she had such a tight relationship with them. Oh, interesting. I still, I still have a beautiful and really tight relationship with all my aunts and uncles on my mom's side and my cousins they're more like brothers and sisters and they're all living over there they all live over there and they're okay. all they're all great they're like like awesome people and your father wanted to get her away i think from he that. just he had the, he had issues of his own and okay so, okay you know which i found out more about when i did my uh my little film so oh we're gonna yeah, talk about yeah that. we can get into that for sure anyway so that's yeah we came over and um, I was in 1965. Wow. I, I remember coming from the airport, driving along the 401, mm. and there was nothing north of the 401 except at Young Street, and it went up to Shepherd. That was the top of the city. Wow. <laughs> the, Can you imagine? The, wow. the 404 yeah. didn't exist. Oh, you know? my. Oh, yeah, none of that stuff. No, was, I, I yeah. think the 401 was a four-lane highway. Yeah, right? and it was a big highway. So yeah. how old yeah. were you at the time? Then? I was about eight and a half, nine. Okay. You know, yeah. So, it and, was, and I assume you go back. I've been you back. back and you see yeah. Your cousins and, yeah. First time I went back, um, I had my uncle Kevin said, "Don't go back when you're under drinking age, because you'll just want to go out drinking, you know, if, you okay. know, if you're like 18, 19. So I went. Out, He's a good man, that Uncle Kevin. Yeah, uncle Kevin was <laughs> a very good man. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was my my mom's uh, my mom's brother. Anyway, I went back when I was twenty, and what was great when I hooked up with my cousins that the conversations picked up right where we left off wow you know that that kind of friendship amazing you know? yeah they're like like i said they're, they're like my brothers so no oh, that's know. wonderful to have family like that that's yeah yeah it, it's really good and now i see with my with with my kids their relationships with their cousins they're more more like siblings so it, oh, it, wonderful. Is, it is passed on through another generation right on yeah so it's good so he's yeah. like that with his cousins it's good. Yeah, yeah. We got a good family, good and tight like that. And then, and yeah. and the thing is, is as you go on, if if you decide that you're going to start a family and you have mm-hmm. you have kids and your cousins have kids, their cousins like just keep it going because it, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because when the shit hits the fan, it's, it's amazing how many people disappear, but you're stuck with family. So totally, totally. <laughs> speaking That's of that, very true. speaking of that, I was on a show the other day, stunting, um, for. Uh, Jamie Jones. Oh. And I met young Bridget. You met Bridget? I met your daughter. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got yeah. talking to a steady cam op that I know. And, uh, Who was, was that the one where she was with Dino? Yeah. Yeah, she told me she was, because she said, Dino says hi. Like, when she goes on to a show, I, all I get is highs, highs, high, 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 from all these people. I say, hey, tell them I'm not retired, you know. <laughs> I, I, yes, I've hung up the steady cam, but I, I you know, I, it's just, I, I still am actually 
a really freaking good operator. Okay, so, so I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm talking to him, and, yeah. and he mentioned the podcast, and I said, hey, man, Thursday, I'm, I got uh, Keith coming. And yeah. he goes, really? That's his kid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, wa- that's I, wa- awesome. I walked over, oh, and yeah. I said, excuse me, Bridget, may I meet you? <laughs> and, I said, yeah. and she said to me, he didn't tell me that. No. I said, yeah, he's going to come yeah. to my house, and we're going to drink whiskey. Yeah. So how long she been? how long has she been doing it? Um, <clears throat> she got out of school. Is her desire to follow your footsteps? It's really weird. You know what? She started like me with um, picking up a camera when she was about eight or nine years of age and just goofing around. And we saw, okay, she has a love for this. So every couple of years, Santa would bring an upgraded version of a okay. new camera. Oh, yeah. And then when she was in high school, um, she um, and her girlfriend, Alicia, whose father's Walt Biljan of Red Lab. There's a guy you should... Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Walt, Walt is, a, is a good guy, really smart, and uh, really, you know, be, he'd be a good chat because he, cool. he works deal. with tons of cinematographers and directors and producers. But Walt's daughter and my daughter were the team at Blessed Trinity High School in Grimsby. Any time the school needed a video made or a promotional thing, that the girls did it. Oh, wicked! And uh, then she went to Niagara College and and studied um, film and um, and then came out and got into the six six seven trainee program for second assistance. And one of the things that I did was just said, "Listen, I'm hands. I'll tell you what you're going to do, but I'm hands off." I said, "And you cannot." And I talked to the union and said, "Look, do not put her on the same show as me." Um, when she's a trainee, because it will not be fair to anybody. It won't be fair to her, <laughs> wouldn't be fair to me, wouldn't be fair to the to the other assistants who yeah. are training her. Um, if I'm if I'm wow. their their <clears throat> camera operator boss, totally. Um, and so we never did did work until one time I I got called out <clears throat> onto um, I got called out onto oh what was the show? Anyway, she was a trainee, and I was the third camera. And private eyes, okay. private eye, whatever it was. Private eyes, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, she, uh, I'm sitting there, my camera. We're about to slate, and all of a sudden, there's my 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 little daughter, and she's slating, and I'm like, oh, that's so <laughs> neat. And, like, and then my camera gets slated, and I'm just looking at her like this, and action. I, oh shit! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and but then we since then. Um, uh, she has uh, she has worked out on shows with me and me with her. Amazing, and, yeah, and it's Amazing. great. I she, work with my dad. I yeah. love it. What do you call him? Do you call him dad? Do you call him Randy? Actually, there's a story. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time uh, he said to me, "You know, you don't gotta call me dad on on set. You could just call me Randy." And I yeah. said, "Okay, well, I will do that as long as you stop calling me baby or honey." Well, I think it was funny. <laughs> and he, okay. Yeah. So I've got this full-grown stunt man running around. I'm calling him honey. honey. Yeah, yeah. That goes over well with the boys and girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. With with Bridget, she um she will call me uh, pop pop, or she will call me yeah. dad. Like if if she's trying to really get my attention, it's Keith. And if that's I don't, the same. And if I don't respond to that, all of a sudden I hear dad. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah, mine's oh. kind of similar. When if it's on like a personal sort of space basis yeah. or something, it's dad yeah. all all day yeah. long. But um, but yeah, I'll shout at him across the room as Randy or whatever. Well, in a professional, professional setting, he refers to me as Randy and he talks to me as Randy. Yeah, and and, and, yeah. and that's just the even easiest. here on the podcast. Yeah. Sometimes it's Randy. So well, it's interesting. Years ago, um, when when my mom before she retired, my mom was. Um, she had been a runway model. She had done some acting and all this, but she. Um, when you she introduced went, me to your mom. No. I, would, I would love to. You would love. You would. You'd love to meet her. She was a very. She was a very sweet lady, but she. Um, she worked as a background performer. Okay. And if I was on the shows with you know the DP director, this is back when we used to do all those crazy. Remember the movies of the week where you just crank them out every yeah, four weeks. Yeah, hundred percent. And so if I knew I was going in with some ads that I knew and. and I would just say, hey, you know, you know my mom, can we, can we bring her out, you know, when we're doing the big restaurant scene? Absolutely, you know. Um, and then the directors would say, oh, that's your mom? But sometimes, you know how the camera operator, you have to speak with, with, with um, background people, you know, just to give them a little direction, left, right, or whatever. I struggled. I didn't know what to say to her. Call her mom or call her Eileen. Oh. <laughs> and it was just like, hey, lady. <laughs> Move to your left. Yeah. No, it, was, it was always, that was a, a real privilege to be able to say that I've, I've, I've worked not only with my mom, but my daughter. Um, That's cool, man. And now I, your son? And my son, my son Connor is in our film. Our son. Patrick. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask you about him. Yeah. Let's um, get to that he, later because we, yeah. there's a okay. lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, been, it's, things are good. Like, things are really good, you know, when I look overall. I know. For some reason, it, uh, it seems to have worked out. <laughs> it's a dream. I work yeah. with all three of my kids. Isn't it awesome? Uh, Kristen's an incredible stunt performer and driver, yeah. and she works with me all the time. My youngest daughter's an art director. Really? Yeah, she lives in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And she's doing a movie right now in North Bay. She's coming home tomorrow for two days and then goes back to do another movie and then flies home to Costa Rica. That girl's living living the dream. dream. Oh, man, yeah. But uh, she's also a stunt performer, and I I, I adore her. What's her name? Randy Lee Butcher. I'm sure that I'm yeah, you sure. probably run yeah. into her at some point. Yeah, this sure. is the thing that you, you, I run into. Like when I used to do <clears throat> Steadicam dailies when I first started out, it was back in a time when there was not a lot of Steadicam people. So with the Steadicam coming out was a specialty, mm-hmm. and so you have a crew of fifty people. Where they knew the Steadicam was coming out. Well, Keith is here, and they'd all say, "Hi, Keith." I get into. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember fifty names from a show. Oh, hundred <laughs> like, percent. It's, it's so hard. Yeah, and I imagine yeah. you met Kristen. I'm sure she on, she she was on Orphan. No, I never did Orphan. Um, yeah, you didn't do Orphan. No. Uh, I I would imagine Annie. that you've run into her at some point. It, I'm yeah. sure she. I'm sure oh, she that's where that's where we play IMDb bingo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Thank true. God for IMDb. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody, look yeah. me up. Um, yeah. IMDb Randy Butcher changed my numbers. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. I am Keith Murphy. Bracket one, bracket. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. True. I, I am one. I am number one. You know? Yeah, it's amazing. Like you, you must, uh, you like, you must have like myself a, just a litany of credits. I do. Like I, because they're obscene, and they're, and they're and, not even all on there. And exactly. And people say, "Wow, look at this." You know what it means? What? I'm old. <laughs> you know what it yeah, means? You have some I've done a lot of work credits. in the last ten years. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you have incredible. Incredible credits on there. Well, thanks. You've done I, you a know, lot of major I, pictures, man. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Work made a lot of great friends. Like I have some 
friends that are now like DPs, directors that are, you know, they're kind of retired now, but they're like talented, talented people. And I learned so much from all of them and all the different crew members that I work with that I'm just like a sponge, you know, you know, so the, cause what I learned at Conestoga College. So no, there's no, there's no retirement in your future, right? Um, no, I mean, I hung up the steady cam and people said, oh, you're done. It's like, well, no, but it's an incredibly physical activity. It, it, I, I did it for 35 years Mm -hmm. and I stopped because I always said when it stops being fun, I don't want to do it anymore. And it's, it's stopped being fun. What's the name of your production company? Backstreet Productions. No kidding. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with Steadicam? Absolutely zero. Really? It comes from... Because uh, it, all I, I can think of is you yeah, holding that sucker. I know. I, it, just, it ended up being like this, this, just the way it was. But Backstreet Productions comes from... My favorite track to film car racing at is Mosport. Yeah. Also known as Canadian Tire Motorsport Park now. Yeah. But to guys of my vintage, we still refer to it as Mosport. Yeah. And the... Back straightaway, the Mario Andretti straightaway is this scream and climb up a hill, and I mean, I've I've seen cars catch air at the top. I know that I know the back. Yeah, wow. and it's um back. It was my company was going to either be Back Straight Productions or Chicane Productions because my love of car racing, wow. and I went with Back Straight. Wow. Okay, well that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm, and I'm then, then a, <laughs> I'm directing a car commercial at, at Mossport on July 13th. Need a camera guy? Maybe. I'm good at uh, shooting cars. Do you shoot many commercials? I have done over the years, mostly when I was doing um, Steadicam. Now, oh, I have a hello for you guys. This this is the tie-in. Oh, there's a tie from some from doing commercials. Oh, a lovely, oh. lovely person who's one of my favorite people in the world. I have a feeling I know who's. And yeah, she's I, one of ours too. <laughs> yeah, and we were going to yeah. bring her up. Don't worry. Uh, Ke- you're talking about Kelly. Yeah, of yeah. course. Oh man, I told her I was doing this, and she just went. What? <laughs> oh, she yeah. said, "Say hi, please." Say hi. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah that's super yeah. sweet. She and she's a she's amazing. She's an incredible producer, like one of the best. She's yeah. pretty good, huh? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've known yeah. her to do some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. once yeah. in a while, you know, she treats her people. <laughs> she treats her people like gold, and yeah. that's why people love love working with her. Hundred percent. But she was the producer on our short film, Liam and May. Yeah, and um, I mean, couldn't have done it without her. Could not have done it without her. So, but yeah, Kellyanne. Uh, you know, she's she's awesome. I've done, I've yeah, done, I've, yeah. I've, I've, you know what? You should get her on here. Oh, we should have her on you here. Know, she would be great. She'd be amazing to have on Because here. especially her background is, is, uh, in the commercial world. That's where I get a lot of, like, I, if she, all of a sudden she has a, a commercial where they need another operator. Um, like over the years, she had lots of Steadicam. I got you booked for Steadicam. Okay. And I would go, I remember the first, That's nice. I remember the first time doing a commercial for her. I was so nervous. I had no problem. I was capable, <laughs> but because I was doing it for my little sister, yeah, and I did not want to fuck up. At and he all. was looking at her through the through the viewfinder, going, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 action, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and, uh, and she's 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 really really good oh, for sure. You know? um, but um, but that's my commercials. And mostly, you know, now if she calls and says, "Hey, I've got a B camera on a commercial," usually like, she books me like tentative. Oh, it's gone away. Yeah, that, <laughs> happens. that happens in commercials. So. Again, that's nice being able to work with your family and oh, stuff like dude, that. It's, it's great. It, it truly is. It's it's like I I see there's a lot. This is the one thing that I love about our industry. There's a lot of multi generational families. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we you and I we can go back and look at the Good Childs, for example. Like four generations, maybe coming up on five generations soon. Wow! Amazing, amazing. And like there's some people that started out 
um, shooting up in Kleinberg, you know, doing the old black and white TV shows up there. Right. And who's, you know, they are great grandparents of some people who are in the industry now, right. young people. I've only ever shot color at Kleinberg, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I, was, I was up there recently on... Um, Oh, is there shoot, still a studio there? Yeah, they've, re, they've, they've, they've actually cleaned it up and made it quite nice. No um, kidding. And we were shooting, oh, I can't remember the show, it was just a dailies, some second unit stuff. Um, and we were shooting out in the field. And, uh, and it was like I was talking to some of the young you know, technicians and I said, do you know the history of this place? Nope. Uh, this great history. Yeah. You know, that's, I find that interesting about every department nowadays, the young people, they're the majority of them have no idea the history of what they're doing, like the film industry that they're working in. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, half the people I work with have never worked with film. Yeah, this is true. True. And you know what? There's a great thing about film that those of us who worked with film know immediately. That you have seven minutes to smoke yeah, while they load the camera? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when you open up a, a, a fresh can of film <clears throat> yeah. and you take it out of the bag... You're in the dark room doing sure. this. You can hear the ocean. No, <laughs> isn't that no? <laughs> it's just a lake. Where the hell did that come? <laughs> I have no idea. That's really good though. <laughs> what it is is the aroma yeah, of fresh film. Smell. There's nothing else that I've ever smelt that smell. It's a chemical smell, but it it's it's uh, it has a sweetness to it. I was going to say it's a sweet mm. smell, and it's it's really wild. And if you take a piece of unexposed film and you do this. On the emulsion side, all of a sudden, the acids in your mouth start to change the color of the emulsion. It goes from a like, dark tan to a light tan. Well, yeah. What happens to your mouth at that point? You die. You die, <laughs> you, you you die, die within a I don't know. This is stupid <laughs> shit that we like. like. Do we want to talk about the stupid stuff? There's a, yeah, there's a, <laughs> Keith's in a truck with his hands in a black bag going... Yeah. <laughs> you know what always used to happen for me? When, like, I was an assistant for a very, very short time because I sucked badly at it i was i just had no interest in it but uh, every time i go into the the dark room to change film because it, it all of a sudden you're losing the sense of light and it's all i touch i gotta go to the can <laughs> like where's that film i gotta go pee first no load the film i don't think that's a good idea <laughs> what was, you just don't, just you wanted go, to avoid it no it was just it was a thing like you, you you know when you're on set and especially if you're a trainee or a second you have no time. You're just everything is go 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 go. Okay. To go, time to go pee, you know. Even as an operator, like I had, I, I worked with a, a friend of mine. I hadn't seen uh, um, John Brown. He's a, an excellent gaffer, um, head electrician, and JB. We 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 hadn't seen each other in ages, and now we're doing a show. We're we're on I think season two of, of Coroner, and the way I worked. The show when I work as an A camera operator, I'm I'm on the floor all the time. And he comes up to me, he goes, So what's it like to never go and have a pee? <laughs> and he's an old friend. And I went, Oh, you noticed. He goes, You never leave the floor. I said, I'm not interested in working beyond ten hours. I said, if I can do anything that saves five minutes an hour in a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I said, keep keep the motor going, you know. And I said, that's why they pay me to one of the things I think that they pay me to do is, is, is that, is help keep that, turn that wheel, you know. And now you have bladder issues, I'm sure. Yeah, I got to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, so it, it uh, going back to Kellyanne, she, you know, 
her hello to you is is, is quite uh, quite heartfelt from her. Well, thank you. Oh, yeah. thank you so no, that's much. super no, sweet. We love her. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, with the advertisers blocking Actra out and blah blah blah. Oh. You know, a few few big companies are still shooting Actra, but most of them are not. Uh, so we're missing out on. I'll, I get called two or three times a week by producers that I know yeah. asking for non-union things. And I, yeah. I just can't do it. Do you know, honestly, the uh, I'm in the midst of reading a book about the um, labor strike that happened in Dublin in 1913 mm-hmm. um, by a, a, led by a guy named Larkin. And this was huge. There were, there were like 20,000 laborers that walked off just because... They, they wanted to organize. And that fight still goes on today. Like, I, I look at it and go, why aren't commercials organized? Why? They used to be. Well, they are. Most most advertisers at the agencies um, adhere to ACTRA. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's a few issues in that they're fighting it. And yeah. it's been over, what, almost over a year now. Yeah, and in my opinion, it doesn't appear that the fight is going well. It's not. Right. It's not because there's there's not there's nobody stepping up, and 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 the people are, people acquiesce. They go mm, okay. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of that. That yeah. is a yeah. a wave of yeah. I don't, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it. Uh, I I am. I'm a firm believer in that people who are working hard should get paid well and get Absolutely. everything they deserved. You know, it's like a, a people say, oh, look, that athlete is getting that much money. Oh, well, first of all, it's not your money, so who gives a shit, you know? Yeah, uh, Andrew, like, Andrew came at, he came to me one time from high school. His teacher had told him that Arnold Schwarzenegger was not worth $20 million and that it should be distributed evenly throughout the entire film. So when I went to speak <laughs> to Andrew's teacher, I asked him uh, how long he had been a communist. <laughs> and he, he was offended. Dear. And I said, I believe in the capitalist system. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that one should be paid commensurate with the demand of one's position. Yeah. And the reason uh, brain surgeons get paid what they do is because there are so few. And the reason teachers get paid what they do is because there's so many. <laughs> and the reason Arnold Schwarzenegger gets paid $20 million is because there's just one. Yeah. So yeah. if he's putting the bums in the seats... It, it's exactly it. And yeah, it, it mean, is I, what it is. Yeah. I, I look at it, it's like... Get what you can get. Maximize the amount that you can you can uh, attain. You know. Understand your yeah. value. Yeah. And then negotiate for it. Yes. But in you have to give that value. Yeah. For what you're receiving. Now, have you guys watched Fubar? No. No, not yet. I no. just started, and it, I've watched. I think I'm three episodes in. Were you on that show at all? No, no. no. I was no. When that was going down, I can't remember. This often happens because our 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 collective pool of when people is, people are working, you kind of work in the same with the same circles. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so the folks that were doing that were in a, in a more of a distant circle while I was busy doing whatever I was doing. If I, I'd have to go back and look and oh, that I, makes I, sense. I, I could yeah. have easily be working on my garden. <laughs> <laughs> planting my hot peppers you know oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna, we're gonna talk about, about that too, that too. <laughs> but it um you know i watched the show and um i think they, they did a fantastic job of what it is um for you know for basically a tv series on, on netflix um and i judge like if, I, if i'm watching a show by myself and i burst out laughing at something i'll go okay 
this is good. You know, I, there's shows that are supposedly funny where I sit there and go, hmm. I don't get it. You know, um, maybe I have a. Now, is it a comedy? It or is, is it an action? It's like an action dramedy. You know, like a, there's drama. Oh, just a second. Is this that Arnold Schwarzenegger thing? Yeah, yeah the yeah, Fubar. Yeah. Fubar, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I wasn't sure of the title. Yeah, it, you know, you know, Fubar means. Yes. Yeah. So it, um, it, and it's appropriate because it, and some of the stuff that goes on is, is very, very funny. Now the supporting cast around him are excellent. And so that it just makes it so good. And mm. he is quintessential Arnold, right. you know, you know, even though. Why have him in it otherwise? Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, it's like you're playing a character, but you're still Arnold, you know, and good fun. I and, believe that the, sorry, go ahead. Keep I was going to say that when they were here filming it, um, apparently he was an absolute dream to work with. I've, that's yeah, my I've heard that. I've like heard people that. just saying, yeah, what, a, what, a nice, what a nice person. And, you know. Yeah, and you know what I think? Uh, there's a misconception, too, that just because somebody has lots of money that they, that they abuse that situation or something. Yeah. When, when if you don't know this person yeah. personally, yeah. how can you possibly have such an assumption that they're not helping people all over the place, that they're not building up their community or yeah. doing anything? You know, uh, I, I worked with a guy... Um, on a, it was a, it was a horrible film, but he was amazing. Uh, we did it in, uh, in Winnipeg, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Baby. What a sweetheart. Yeah. Like just another guy down to earth. Rumored to be amazing. Yeah. yeah I've worked yeah. with him and he, yeah, he he's is. just, he's just a guy. Just, he's just a down to earth guy, you know, and fun knows his stuff, knows his craft and knows the type of character that when he's dealing with guns and stuff like this, like when you watch him work with these guns, he, he like, trains like crazy. I'm like, whoa. But just a super guy, like one time sitting off camera, delivering off camera lines next to me, we had this little chat and I said to him, I said, hey, um, I got this script. Would you be interested in having a read? Yeah, give it to me for the weekend. He comes back on the Monday and he goes, yeah, that's a great, that's a great script. He says, I don't, I don't know. I may be a little too old for the, the lead character. And I was like, oh, I said, Keanu, I said, I, I don't mean any disrespect. I said, I was showing it to you as a filmmaker. I said, I think you're an incredible filmmaker as well as an incredible action actor. But I was showing it to you as a filmmaker. What did you think of as a script? He goes, oh, oh, you, oh, yeah. He said, it's good. And I said, well, let me ask you a quick question. I said, How's your Irish accent? <laughs> and he, he, he said, it isn't. I said, yeah. I said, unfortunately, I said, it requires, it requires. Um, Was this for uh, Liam and May? This is for Liam and May, yeah. Right. And the guy we ended up casting. No, yeah, no. It's great. Yeah. Uh, to, it's great. Uh, full disclosure. Yes. Andrew and I both uh, watched your film this morning. Oh, come on. And? Yeah. What's the, oh, no, no, the, no. We're going to talk about it later. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit, but it's great. And, you're, and, 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 and at the same time, your kid... Has a great voice. Yeah, is that him? That's Connor. Yeah, it, it, that was awesome. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about it now. He he. Well, okay, yeah, fine. He, he let's um, do it. He um, he did all the music. Yeah, we read the credits. Yeah, yeah he we're did credit composed, He 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 wrote all the music. That that opening song is his original lyrics and comp. That's a different composition of it. Yes. Um, he created there's a song in the office scene just when the character Liam is getting emotional about not having the English back in Ireland mm -hmm. during World War II. Um, and then um, he did his, the closing credit song is an old Irish song called Carrick Fergus that my favorite rendition of it used to be by 
Brian Ferry of Roxy Music. Just like stunning. And then Connor did his version of it. And it's just, it'll bring me to tears. And I've heard it a hundred times. Oh, I love it. It is stunning. But yeah, that's him singing. Well, we in, were both in incredibly the... impressed. Yeah. Obviously, he's in touch with his uh, <clears throat> island heritage. He is, yeah. And he is now part of, this is the amazing part. He's over in England right now touring. Um, and he'll be back in about, I think, two weeks or so. He is part of, do you ever hear of the, remember there was a group years ago called the Irish Tenors? Yes. They all got old. They retired. The producers formed a new group called Trinity. And Connor is the tenor in this. And there's two other guys wow. that, that um, are just, they are awesome together. And they are having so much fun touring. Trinity. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's called Trinity, classically Irish. So they do all the traditional Irish songs. Like Connor, for Connor as the tenor, his signature for, you know, for sing for your dinner. You know, type of thing that that people like him they get. Oh, can you sing for us? He does a, his version of Danny Boy, <laughs> make you cry. His this voice of his is just phenomenal. Really. And that my my mom, um, she passed in February of this year, and then we had that the funeral. He sang Ave Maria. <laughs> I've I've never seen somebody or heard anybody sing it this way. He internalized this and made it so soft and so gentle with his beautiful voice that I was like, holy crap. Wow. But wow. Um, I think he, he, you know, it was very emotional for him because so, of his grandmother. Sure. And, but he says, I don't think I want to sing it anymore, family week. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, I, wow. like, that's, I get it. He just I, wants to crack an yeah. Irish whiskey and go. He's not a drinker. Okay. You know, he'll, he'll sip a beer every once in a while. Okay. So I make up for. I thought I'd like this kid. I, yeah, I make I make up for ever you know everybody <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's really talented. It was great to have him on that. And um, you met Bridget. Bridget had a little cameo yeah. in, in yeah. the film, and um, the uh, and we had in some of the 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 after party where they're at. There is um, my oldest son Patrick, his wife Anako is the young lady there and the the guy who plays the stage okay. manager jimmy mm -hmm. that's anako's dad my friend peter oh true right. yeah yeah well it was cast really quite nicely well thanks yeah no yeah, it, it everything good. it looks amazing well I, it's I, beautifully shot i yeah. got some great advice from a director um who said to me treat your casting like a day of principal photography and he said um it's so important. And we're like, whoa. Can you okay. explain that? Yeah, I, I was going to ask for the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're shooting, you know, you're not main, main unit, principal photography. It's a very important day. You have to get your day. You, it's, 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 you're, you're, you're doing the thing, you know, you're creating your story, you're capturing it on whether it's film or, or on digital, it doesn't matter. It just, you're, you're doing it. You're actually shooting your film. And this guy said, treat your day of casting or days of casting as if they are days of equally as important so yeah is equally as important <clears throat> oh as, i uh, yeah. see sure and it was brilliant advice and i mean because i was looking at there was a guy came in and i was like oh, this guy he's got a good look and at times like i brought him in two or three times for and each time there was something that just wasn't right and i was like mm. Mm. then this other guy came in james acton and James just, I said, James, I said, I need you to, and he's from London originally. And I said, 
dude, I need you to kind of give me some kind of Irish accent. It doesn't have to be Dublin. It could be the North-ish sort of thing. And He was great. And so we cast him. Then for the casting of the role of May, um, a phenomenal woman by the name of um, um, Leanne Noel-Smith, who's just moved her career down to L.A., and which I, I hope she just skyrockets. I really do, because I think she's brilliant. Um, she came in, and she actually dressed the part, kind of kind of dressed the part for the casting. Had her hair done up in a 30s style and had a Wonderful. bit of a thing. And she had a look. Now, we had casting. We had some people showed up, this absolutely drop-dead, beautiful blonde woman. And she starts to read... And she has thick Russian accent. <laughs> I'm going. Um, Whoops! I can you can you? This is a set in Dub <clears throat> Dublin. Oh no problem! I can do Dublin accent. I said, great. Can I hear it? Okay, here it is. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, thanks for coming out. I really appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was of a Russian woman living in Dublin. Oh yeah. man. Anyway, huh. it. Um, so when we cast Leanne, um, I said to her, I said, I said, can you sing? She laughs. She goes, no, no problem. So what we did was we did a recording session with Connor and okay. his, um, his uh, vocal coach from University of Toronto. That's where he studied um, opera um, uh, as a tenor. And his vocal coach uh, was a fantastic woman by the name of Elizabeth McDonald. And his piano coach, um, Joe, what the heck is Joe's? I can't remember her last name. They came out, and we recorded in this beautiful church on Bloor West. Just the acoustics were great. And um, the producer of the recording was a very dear friend, a retired um, radio producer from CBC by the name of a uh, dear friend named Todd Faraci. And Todd, he recorded everything so beautifully. The sound was amazing. Um, but I invited Leanne to come to the recording because I said, you need to see what you have to learn to lip sync to. <laughs> Right. And she was like, lip sync. I said, you got to learn to lip sync to Italian opera. I, I wondered if that was her when I was yes, watching. Yes, I was yeah. like, damn. No, it was, it was not Leanne. And, and she has many, many talents. Singing is not one of them. So, okay. um, and she did a really great job of lip syncing, lip syncing yeah. to Italian. Yeah. But to be honest, in the edit, we did a, had a lot of cutting around to do where things didn't you sure. know, jive and line up properly, which is, you know, it's fine. I don't mind. Um, but it, but when, we were th- when we were there in, the, in this church when we were recording, I'm sitting over on one side and Leanne's over there and I'm watching her and I'm looking just as they're singing and doing their thing. And her eyes are just getting like, whoa, like, what have I got myself into? <laughs> but she was great. Great. And then we, in, in casting other roles, we had people that could do a version of an Irish accent. And we had one lovely young lady who came, who's actually from Dublin. And so Nave was her name and she, she's doing really well. You know, it's great when you see people do it. Our camera operator, um, Sarah Mulholland, this was her first time, uh, I think her first time operating on anything. And she has now, her career has really? just, and she's one of the, she is the top female camera uh, steady cam operator in canada right now really and wow she's great she's she's like she it took was really kinda, good stuff yeah now um i did a little bit of operating on it but i didn't want to and the people said oh did you dp it i said no i didn't want to dp i noticed it. your name wasn't under it no i i could have but i didn't who, who shot the um the, the 
Irish stuff at the beginning, the the montage. You did went over went yeah. over there with um our, with your drone our, with a little drone and, Told and my son yeah my son Patrick and we had ten days of absolute just blast we had so much fun but our cinematographer for all the everything was um, Sarah Thomas Moffat and Sarah was incredible she took on a job and I because I said to her I said you you really want to DP for on a job that I I know I could DP yep. And she did a great job. The, Thanks her, balls, buddy. Her, her, her idea is like, I'd say, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to shoot it. And then what she did, well, she went on the very first um, um, festival that we went into, or awards uh, competition we went into, she won Best Cinematography, and, Con- right. and Connor won Best Music Composition. And then Connor received many nominations along the way for uh, his work, um, and, um, but never, never won. But Sarah, in our final, our final um, film festival was in Scotland, the Scotland International Festival of Cinema, in this beautiful little town of Peebles, Scotland, right on the Tweed River. Oh, it was like, well, I could move here if I had a load of money. <laughs> mm. But it was great, and um, she became the belle of the ball because being in Scotland, uh, a couple of times we had a piper pipe us into the cinema, and when he's up there on the stage and he's playing, and, and Sarah starts twitching and I was like what's going on she goes look her family's from Scotland and she goes I did Highland dancing from when I was a oh, tiny she, little one and I'm like well well and then the father of one of the women who was running the festival sitting he says she get up go go she hops over the seats in the in the theater and she gets down on the stage and she starts Highland dancing with it really? people people are freaking <clears> out <throat> cut to day or two later we're having the final party the rap party for the festival and we get piped into this hall and sarah again she's now she's out there and down comes the warrior hair and she starts doing the thing (laughs) she was people were freaking out they loved it they could not believe that this is one of the filmmakers is this is what she's doing incredible the next morning at the award ceremony she wins Best Cinematography Award. Wow. I, I, I said, this is going to be a huge stepping stone for her career. Because, like I said, she was the belle of the ball. Well, so, how wonderful for yeah, her. Yeah, I'm so happy for her. And she's gone on and done a variety of really, really good things. you know. And I think she's going to continue to become a really top cinematographer. So when I go to my next film, I don't know if she'll be available. <laughs> so... She, yeah. Maybe she'll make herself available. That'd be really cool. You know, That'd be really Because she's a very dear friend now. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. she's a dear friend of Kellyanne's as well. So, yeah, you know. fabulous. And, and Kellyanne, we talk about Kellyanne. Kellyanne was my producer on that, <clears throat> and it just worked out phenomenal. Like, if I do anything again where um, I have a choice in the producer, it's Kellyanne, hands down. You know, just and if I'm invited to go somewhere as a producer, uh, Kellyanne comes with me. We're we're a producing team. You know, so. yeah, because yeah, you're gonna make your little sense. sister do all the work. No, that's what I would do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, lean on her and lean on her talents. Yeah, man. no, no, of yeah, course, hundred percent. Yeah. So now, okay, so now that we're talking about Liam and May, what's the? Where did this come from? Is there a family biography here? Like the Murphys are in the movie. Come on, let's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First of all, M- Murphy is the Irish Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. but you could have picked the no, yeah. You but could have picked the Jones. Yeah, this is true. But they're busy doing stunts. <laughs> <laughs> true enough. Yeah. Um, it's it's a story that I had in my mind probably for twenty years, um, based on family 
stories that I heard, like the end of the film where uh, the character of Connor, the young guy, the, the, the warrior of Liam, who missed the performance, who's absolutely got a snootful in him, he's boiled. Yeah. And he gets called, you know. Like, a spoiler yeah. alert, people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, yeah, that really happened in real life. Okay. Where my grandfather showed up at an after party and dropped somebody because they called him Mr. Devitt. Really? Yeah. This guy's a warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy fought, like, the character, and in real life, my grandfather fought in the Easter Rising of 1916, went to jail, um, then fought in the War of Independence oh, um, against the English in 1919 to 1920, and out of that, because of the, the treaty that was signed, divided the country, there was a civil war, and he fought in that. So this guy saw a lot of family and friends killed in war and back then there was no mention of PTSD or anything like that sure. so you buried your your pain in the bottom of a whiskey bottle and he became a full-blown alcoholic and I mean that's a whole other story on the that the, I've just been recently contacted by the um, the I think they're called the Irish Opera Society they did a whole thing on May Devitt my grandmother and I, and I said, oh, here, here's a link to the film. And the guy just, he contacted me and goes, my God. He said, this is, I'm so excited. This came out of left field. And can I, can I put a link of the film? You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be responding to him either today or tomorrow and saying, yeah, go ahead. And then he asked me about all these other questions and personal questions. It's like, now there's, there's stories that your grandmother back in the day had affairs and... She did. <clears throat> she was definitely very much a bohemian lifestyle and probably would have uh, fared much better off in the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> you know. So, so the lady in the movie portrayed your grandmother? Yeah. So yeah. was she pregnant? Yeah. And by whom? That's yeah, this was. Question. Yeah, she, this and a, we've had this. We had this, this chat is, this morning. Yeah. Andrew brought it up. Yeah, that's a great observation because that's a that's a subtle subtext that a lot of people miss. Well, that's the good. We're stuff. filmmakers. That's we don't. I know. Shit. I love it. I love it <laughs> because you know what? There's some people I've had to explain it to. Yeah. Like, do you, and like when she's in her dressing room and she reaches over the flowers that are there. Those roses are not from Liam. Who are they that's from? from? Are they from the young guy? From her fellow. Uh, from me. the young guy Rory. Just, these are questions we're asking. Don't I have them. Don't know. <clears throat> Maybe when it turns into and a that, nice. We mini have to wait for the sequel or a nice mini series. You know. Okay. Yeah. We're, one of the things Kellyanne and myself would really love to do is um, is is take it to the next step. Like this was essentially a proof of concept that it was motivated by um, myself wanting to get into the Canadian Film Center, the CFC, into their directors program, and they said, "Sure, you've got great credits. You've got all this." in your background, but you need to make a film to produce this. So I went and spoke with some people that I worked with. Um, do you know Sud Sutherland? I do. And Jen Holness? Yes. Add their names. Those people are, those are, they are excellent. Yeah, I think I've well, actually... I know Sud would be cool to have. Yeah, we have, yeah, I've actually talked to Suds about doing this. Oh, he, like, to me, if Suds and Jen call for a job or help or anything, I drop what I'm doing and I go, they have been so kind to me over the years um and i just adore them as people like they're, they're really doing a film right now i tried to get on as a coordinator i don't know if i will get that job or not but 
I, I I didn't know they were doing a film. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh no, I did. Sorry, but I've been I've been busy the last since since our, our mom passed in February. There's been a whole dealing of a whole bunch of stuff, and I just returned from um, from Ireland um, a week and a half ago. Uh, and we brought her ashes home, so she could we could bury them with her mom and dad. Uh-huh. You know, and wow. uh, so it, it turned out to be quite a quite an adventure. Had a great time. Might have drank a little Guinness. <laughs> I have no doubt. Guinness is good there, man. It's good. <laughs> but um, I, I have not, as of today, I have not really chased after any work yet. I've got other things that I'm dealing with. Um, like when you have a rural property like I do, this time of year, like from a, through May, goes wild. It, if you don't start just cutting back it'll be overgrown in no time mm-hmm. you know yesterday i'm covered in band-aids from yesterday just weed whacking trees on about five acres of yeah, land i was gonna ask you what happened yeah <laughs> the trees and branches you know digging up stumps getting out the big kubota tractor and digging up stumps oh wow <laughs> so tell me about your writing process um it is the i'm not a writer and yet i've had writers say you are a writer. You, you, you're actually really good. It, it, it scares the fuck out of me. It's like standing on stage with your fly open and not knowing it. It's just because you're putting everything out there mm-hmm. and immediately it, it's subject to, to critique. Interpretation. Interpretation. And, um, and that, that's a, it's a fear. You know? It is. Um, but the, the, the process that Kellyanne and I have been looking at is we'd love to take this film and or this project. Now, th- what we have is one day in 1938, pr- just prior to World War II, but it can, the story can go back. Like May started on the stage as a child protege. Um, and Liam, the, <coughs> as the family story goes, you know, never went beyond grade school because he took up the gun, mm-hmm. as we say in the film. And um, so to, to do a, a story like this, like as a limited miniseries or that kind of thing, would love to take this style and feel of like a Peaky Blinders yeah, and mix it with the style. I mean, it's a total separate show, but the style of, of time jumping back and forth of This Is Us. You know? <clears throat> yeah, and you know it well, just, actually. Yeah, that, okay. that, yeah, that kind of storytelling, like you're here and it's 1952, and, oh, we're back here in 1921. Yeah, I that, like that style. Yeah. I like that. You know, and that sort of thing. Um, so that would be that would be one of the things that it would be neat to do. And there's something else that's also another thing in the in the in the in the pot. That's it's, great. Um, I have a shopping agreement for a uh, a, a wonderful half hour. It's a kids show, but it's not a kids show. Um, it's called uh, Simon Says. And the, the tagline for it is, anything that can go wrong will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a kid who's probably, you know, 12 years old in, 19, in the mid-60s, 1967, going to Expo, you know, dealing with all the hormones of uh, gorgeous young girls in the class and doing things and it all, everything goes wrong. Is it about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very, very funny show. And the, um, the, the writer team uh ross and virginia monroe are are wonderful and they are so creative um and so i'm hoping that that one of the things that i'm working like i haven't gone looking for work is because of 
working on that, putting together the, the pitch package. Yeah, it takes time, doesn't it? It does. And I also ran into a situation <clears throat> where the guy was going to be, I thought was going to be working with me in the, the pitch package, basically, um, you know, shit in my bowl of Rice Krispies. And I was like, okay, we're, you're, not, you're not working with me. I don't work with people like you. So, um, you know, so it was one of those things that my, my integrity was called into question and I went, I'm sorry, but no, that you're I wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. This is, this is, you are so off base, you know, anyway. So what, it, that was a bit of a setback, but, uh, you know, it's like when we were doing Liam and May, we had so many setbacks and then all of a sudden, whatever the solution was made the film better. You know, we had a situation where on, <laughs> on Liam and May, where my editor that I wanted to do this called me up. We were going to picture on a, on a Monday in a June in June, and he called me up the Thursday before and said, "Hey, uh, yeah, listen about." Because I said, "Hey, when can I drop off the drives at the end of the day, and you download them overnight? I'll pick them up before we go shooting the next morning." And he goes, "Yeah," he says, "I, uh, I, I don't think I can edit your film." Oh. Now, I know my, my friend has issues that he was dealing with at the time, and, and so I wasn't going to press anything, and I just said, okay, no worries, don't worry, it's just a silly little film, not a bother. I phoned Kellyanne, I went, Whoa! Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and she said, you know, she's so great. She, Kellyanne said, leave it with me, just for a few, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I'll get back to you. And she called back and said, um, yeah, a friend of mine, uh, they've got the, the, they're just taking over the old NFB facilities down at uh, Richmond and John. And there's two companies, uh, Clark Stanley and Rolling Pictures Inc. And they'll come on board and they'll supply us with offline editing, online editing, color correct, sound mix, anything we need to do because they, they're all in-house. And I said, we have no money for that. And... She said, no, no, they, they just, they'll take, do it for a producer's credit. I said, wow. I said, as in Clark Stanley and Rolling Pictures, Inc., in association with Backstreet Productions, present a Keith Murphy film? She goes, exactly. Done. Yeah, well, no, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I saw, I actually saw that on, on the credits at the beginning. And yeah. I just thought that was pretty cool. We did a, so we did a short and went through Rolling Pictures. They did, did they, you? They, they're, they're, they're incredible work. They yeah. are, and they're such decent people. Yeah, they are. Yeah, 100%. They are. And I mean, I, I was like, I really, <clears throat> I really want money to go make something else so I can go back to all these people that helped and said, look, I have money now, you know, that kind of thing. Um, well, you know, in some regards, they rely on that, and we all rely on. We that. do. Yeah, you we know? all do. Yeah, true. I mean, it's I, sort of how the business is made. I, that's why I was out uh, helping Richard Chevalo do his um, his his teaser for the uh, for his his film that he was just because I've worked with this guy and I I like the guy, I like the story, I like the script, and I said, yeah, I'll come out on a Sunday, and then that yeah. we're doing another day a month later. Sure, we do it all the time. Yeah. Fucking a man. Yeah, next time. It, uh, you want more stunts? Cause no. just, oh, that's just, great! You yeah. know what? You guys, you guys work in a great community. I got to I, I know that there's that there's different personalities, mm -hmm. and you know, some people say, oh, you know, don't talk about that guy around that guy, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But by and large, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I look at the folks that that I've worked with the stunt guys, and what I love the most, there's no cowboys. There's everybody is really smart. Everybody is first and foremost. Um, they want to deliver a great product while being 100% safe. Big time. I mean, I've done I've done stuff where 
I think the last time you and I worked one was uh, the second unit of Triple um, X Return of Xander Kane. Yeah, what were we, we was remember we were in car a, chase or the something? big stuff under the um, in Hamilton uh, in Hamilton underneath the uh, oh the, the overpasses. Uh, Is that oh. when Danny did the flat spin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Doing I watched it. I, he did that live. Yeah, and I said that's where I learned the term. I was talking about. It. I said, oh, "Yeah, all right." He goes, "Oh yeah, nothing like a little bit of stunt candy will make me feel better." Yeah, <laughs> but that 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 particular gag, yeah. when he hit the van, yeah, like okay. he did the roll and, yeah. and hit the van. Well, the van is the van, yeah. It's cabled. It's chained to the the, the ground on yeah. some steel plates. Won't move. Danny comes up a bit of a ramp and then he hits it on the yeah on the passenger side insane. so that it just a split, uh, does a flat spin and lands. <sighs> it was amazing. But I have a video of that and if you don't watch Danny's car as it flat spins through the air and you watch the van yeah somebody left a jelly roll uh oh, yeah. blanket in the van no and this blue sound blanket <laughs> just goes just go poof poof <laughs> and it's as wide as it it, it com- completely comes apart like this ne- and then drops to the ground never now you, I'm gonna have to go back and. I'm look. gonna show you the video when we're done. Oh, that that's awesome! But that was, I think, our last time. That's when you brought out your beautiful older truck. Yeah, I, that, yeah. that's like I loved it. It's gorgeous. You know? Yeah, yeah look. one or one or two, you know. Yeah, 1956 yeah. everywhere. Yeah, all of them. Oh, and he was you were you were very intimidating that day because you had your truck. Yeah, that's it. I was intimidating. <laughs> But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I think that's the last time that we we actually. I, were, I believe that's uh, true. And that was great because I was uh, that show. I got a call from actually. Here's another name, another person you should try and get in here, Angelo. Angelo Kolovecchia. Okay. Yeah, the camera operator, steady cam operator. He'd be like the, the top guy. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's and mm. uh, like very talented and absolute sweet soul like a really kind person cool. but over the years he's been great if i'm not working hey come on out you know and um so they invited me out to do a few days on the second unit of that well a little, little more uh, you know we're not going anywhere for another five hours there we go jeez excellent thank you very much um the um I really wish I brought that weed for you now. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next Keith, time, no worries, yeah. Um, the, um, but I, on that show on Triple X, I was brought out to do, you know, a handful of dailies, like D camera or whatever. And things went well. So I was, oh, come back as C camera. And I was staying with C camera and everything. And one day we're shooting in the Hearn and they came up to me and i can't remember who it was said listen uh, we're putting together a big second unit in and we're going to be shooting in hamilton we know it's kind of a little closer for you would you be interested in doing that and this i said sure why not um and then they did a a stint where they went i did that and it was two weeks that we were we were in hamilton filming that thing all all on um uh forget what the name bridget bridge Port? No, no, it's, it's underneath, um, it was um, underneath the, underneath bridge, the right? bridge. What's the name? They changed the name of the the street. Um. Anyway, it'll come. The um, and we were there for two weeks, and it was great. And uh, we had a, we had a great. Oh man, some of the stunt. Like I don't know if you remember, but but Vin Diesel's character for the character, they had tons, like six or seven body double mm-hmm. stunt guys and they were just doing face replacement for him and we're doing the wire work over the car yeah I, I, the I, I can remember we were shooting outside of we were in a, in a 
like a Dodge Caravan driving along where the stunt, the, the stunt guy, his job was he's going to get hit by the pickup truck or a truck or whatever. And his job is just before he gets hit is to jump so that it hits him and, and the force just flips him over. He's going to have to be bruised and he had padding on. Poor guy didn't jump soon enough, so his leg got pinned as he got hit. Oh, and we're we're this far away with the camera shooting out of a, a vehicle in the thing, and like I can't remember who the assistant was with me, but we both just looked at the weather. Oh my God! They wheeled him out, brought another guy in, just another body double. Na- uh, nature of the stunt business. I, like I just looked and I said, I said that poor guy has just had his knee destroyed. I don't know if they can rebuild it and. I, you know, years, years ago, I got asked to do a stunt when I came to Toronto and I was just, I had just started, um, I'd gone to steady camp school down in the States in Rockport, Maine, and I'd come back and the, the girlfriend I had at the time was an aerobics instructor and they were teach, she was teaching aerobics and taking aerobics at a place called Body Alive, right, uh, in Boytown in, um, like in the, in the gay village of church and, um, Wellesley area. And, but this was a high-end aerobic studio. I was in my, like, 27, 28 years of age. And I was getting in, in shape and getting in shape to learn this craft of Steadicam. And there were, uh, who was it? Do you remember Lloyd Adams? Of course. And what was his wife's name? Brenda. Brenda. Oh, they were great. I, there was, they moved out west. Yeah, they're in Vancouver. Um, because then, of fire country. Yeah. And... And Ted, right. Ted Hanlon, Ted Hanlon, and um, who else was there? Um, TJ was TJ Scott. Uh, yeah, they were. These were all we were all young. Yeah, man. And they came to me as a group and said, "Hey, Keith, we got this great stunt gig for you. You're a perfect match for the guy. And you know, you've watched your train. You're in great shape." And I said, "Oh yeah. Well, well, what's the thing? Well, the the car's going to drive down the alley, and you have to roll over the hood of the car." <laughs> I like. What? You'll get paid lots. I said, how much is lots? Well, you might get like two grand or something. And I went, I'm embarking on a career <laughs> as a steady cam operator. You need your and, and I said, I, I said, this will make me the number five guy ever doing this in Canada. <laughs> I'm going to take a pass, boys. Thank you very much. Wow. No, no, no. You'd be great. It'll be easy. Nothing. I said, yeah. And I said, I get clipped the wrong way because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I said, and I, uh, yeah. I can't do steady cam ever. I said, no. I said, I, I think I made the right choice. Yeah, yeah. well, that was the first time stunt, maybe. Oh, that sounds pretty crazy. Well, that's, that's <laughs> when we did. Um, yeah, a car hits a bit of a. It's a big thing. It's a big gig for it's, somebody that's never done anything. Yeah, and uh, like even for me, doing a roll down a set of stairs, I don't think I'd want to do that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's easier. I, yeah, I, but still, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> The um, but I I I think back then to um, do you remember the show uh, Bride of Chucky? Yes. Sure. Yeah. There was a bad situation happened on that and a, a big a big event, cars leaving a parking lot, and a young guy got clipped a young a young stunt guy, and it was one of his earlier on stunts and what in the in the rehearsals everything worked, but you know when the adrenaline gets going for the take the timing was slightly off. One car hit another car, and it spun it, hit him, and then he got between. He got, he got the majority was... of the mistakes happen when 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 yeah. you go to camera, and all yeah. of a sudden it's like mm-hmm. there's no fucking up allowed. You know, yeah. it's like this uh, this and, moment. And it's and in that moment you have the adrenaline, 
of that. Anyway, the the young man survived. Yes. Um, thankfully, but it was. Uh, wow. He, he lives in Japan now. Does he? Yeah. Well, I remember him coming back. That's my to, understanding. He came back to visit set one day, and uh, he sat and had lunch with me. But you could tell this was a person who's just spent the last two months in the hospital with a know. bad head injury. Yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. I, remember. I, I, I can remember um, the first day was Myron Hoffert checking and saying he's VSA. Oh my God! And then they they got a pulse and they got him out of there. But man, that's when I realized, you know what? It's what you guys do. Well, it's it's it. You want to be really, really, really good at what you do. He spent the rest sure. of his uh, uh, well, not I don't know, uh, teaching Aikido. Ooh, yeah, he was an Aikido guy uh, way back then. Now was he before. was he did he have family in the industry? Is that why he how he got into? I don't know. Oh. Wow. But anyway, these, you know, th- over the years, you get different memories of stuff and, and things that, that go well. And like, well, speaking of stuff and that goes well and some doesn't, um, not always uh, do you got to be a stunt guy for things to go bad. And uh, as we know recently, the Alec Baldwin and Russ situation, <sighs> someone more in your position, yeah, uh, their life was taken. How, what, how did that affect you at all? Uh, it, it, it was just, uh, to me, it was atrocious. It, it just really, um, I look at stuff like that and it's like there's absolutely no reason why that should happen. Like what we do, and this is, this is an expression that I've been using for years, we make pretend. Of course. And nobody, nobody should get hurt or lose their life for making pretend. Yeah, over, yeah. over a child's dream business. It's like a right. child's thing, yeah. Yeah. you know? We're so fortunate that we get to we get to do what we do. Yeah. And, and we don't tell the outside world, this is a lot of fun. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, was totally. per, it was very serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Um, but it, it just, that that was devastating. That was, and, and I, I mean, and I see different news reports that so-and-so is this and so-and-so is that. The bottom line is is a, a, a person lost their life. And, and it's like, over the years, there have been times where as, as the camera operator, whether as the A camera, or B camera, C camera, where I would ask, you know, certain armorers, may I see the gun, please? And I had people, like, in the past, no, not so much nowadays, um, why? I said, because it's my right. What? Oh, I said, it's my right. In the province of Ontario, I have the right to a safe workplace. And I said, I'd, I'd like to see the gun. I need to see that the chamber I is agree. empty. And that this was back, way back, but then... There are others where you get, like Charlie, and going back to people like Frenchie. Mm-hmm. They, and, and it's like a great stunt coordinator. These people protect us, you know? Well, in yeah. a lot yeah. of cases, uh, the performer with the firearm is pointing it in your direction within reason. Oh. And um, it's my understanding that the uh, DP on Rust wanted Alec Baldwin to point the, cam- the gun at her, just off Steadicam, yeah. So that you get that angle, she could yeah. see the bullets inside the chamber. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that. He, I mean, they were supposed to be dummies. I was going to say that there's no way that he should have been using a, a live fire, uh, a live blank in a rehearsal anyway. Yeah. But they weren't even blanks. They were just supposed to be dummy bullets, and she couldn't. The young lady couldn't tell the difference. And 
Anyway, it's just as sad. But you've seen mil- you've seen millions of guns on set. Do you know, you know, <laughs> millions. Wait, the the first series that I did that we did tons of firearms was John Woo's Once a Thief. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Way back, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we fired off tens of thousands of rounds without anybody ever getting hurt, um, and it was just uh, it was it was just done really really well. There have been on there have been, I've been on shows where um, oh you know the other one was um, Shoot 'Em Up with Clive Owen yeah and, um, Paul Giamatti and Monica mm-hmm. Monica Bellucci oh my gosh <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's on the podcast trying to get me in trouble <laughs> yeah. yeah but um, yeah she's lovely they were they were the three of them as the leads on that film were just they were brilliant yeah Clive um, Owen's lovely oh my gosh oh yeah um, he. Um, he was a very good one, but we we fired off stuff. I I was doing a um, we we're the old um, food bank building down at uh, Lakeshore and Bathurst. That's that's the building that uh, David Tomasini was talking about. How was David? I haven't. He was great. He was here a week and a half oh, ago, or two weeks ago. There's there's the one pilot that I trust. Everybody says the same thing, man. Yeah, the guy's brilliant. If you're gonna fly in a helicopter somewhere, you, you want to you want Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But we were doing this. We were doing this scene. Um, we had um, cotton with the moto cam. Yeah. And I'm handheld like this, and we've done this like, and I've got like I've got the, all the the padding on. I've got the ears, the face, and everything. And Clive Owen is coming out with two Mac tens, running at us. And we're doing this. We've, we've done a take, and okay, let's do it again. And this time, all of a sudden, Clive is like right on top of me, and I can feel the exhaust from the gun, and I'm getting splattered under here, under the shield. Whoa. And we finished. Okay, cut. And I turn to Cot, and I said, "What happened?" He goes. He looks at me. He goes, "I'm really sorry. I missed a shift." I said, "Okay." <laughs> I said, "Hey, Clive, did you not notice that we were a little? You were a little closer to us." Yeah, but I thought if you really wanted that, so I kept going for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) That show was the beginning of the end of my hearing. Like even with uh, oh, wow. yeah, we did so shoot them up was it was so yeah you were an ear, ear pro oh totally it's, still... it's just so much so wow. much but yeah that was that was great fun that that was uh, and the the director of photography and that was Peter Pow, who did a little film called Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Okay. That yeah. That little, he, that little film. film. Yeah. He just, you know, might have done one or two awards. With that. <laughs> Again, a lovely man. Did, uh, what was the other film? Did, um, Dracula 2000 with uh, yeah. Gerard Butler. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that, that was good fun. Good fun. You know? I remember I, I, I was talking to Christopher Plummer and I, I called oh. him. I called him Chris. Yeah. And he says, it's Christopher. <laughs> so later I'm carrying the coffin with another stunt guy and I was talking to him and his name happened to be Chris and I told, I called him Chris and we're we're rehearsing yeah. walking with this coffin <laughs> and Christopher Plummer stopped the rehearsal turned to me and goes I said it's, it's Christopher. Christopher and I said I'm talking to him <laughs> <laughs> that that's uh, you know what I did a few projects with uh, with Christopher and he and I clicked. We did a great film um, called The Four Minute Mile, just a little little thing about Roger Bannister's story mm-hmm. of breaking the four minute mile period piece. And um, 
Um, the, the cinematographer on that was a dear friend, uh, James Chrysanthus. We had so much fun. And again, Christopher was on that and it, it was great to see him again. And, uh, but I remember on that, on that show, the very first day with, I can't remember the director's name. I'd have to do the IMDB bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible with names. I just am. But the, um, he, uh, the first day we're doing Steadicam in a library at, uh, the U of T's King's College. And we just a simple steady cam, boom, 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 tell the story, boom, do the thing. And the director says, cut. And he just turns to, to Jim, the, the DP, and he goes, I understand. That's how steady cam is done. And Jim looks at me and goes, huh? <laughs> he goes, yeah, he's, he's a, he knows what he's doing. And it was, it was great. We had so much fun doing that. That's cool. So now, okay, for the listener, yeah. tell me what a Steadicam is. Steadicam is a, um, a, an, a, a camera platform that the uh, operator wears on their body. It has a mechanical arm that attaches to a custom-made vest um, that you attach um, the Steadicam, what we, we refer to as the sled. And on top of that, the uh, whatever camera you're using sits on there. And through a, a series of balancing of basically three axes of an XY axis, so front, back, top, bottom, left, right, you neutralize the weight. And if you do it well, the thing is smooth as butter and looks like a dolly. Now, it is not weightless. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, Hence my no. question about why you called your production company back straight, straight. Back, back straight. straight yeah, <laughs> um, the heaviest I ever did was on Resident Evil Five. We did 3D Steadicam, and with the gear that I was wearing, because we have two cameras, two sets of lens, two sets of focus pull stuff, uh, a whole what I call a kitchen sink, all the stuff for 3D that does the interocular. And, yeah, but. My body was carrying about 130 pounds of dead weight. And so my, me, I was working, my body was working as a 370-pound person. It hurt. Whoa, it it hurt a lot. And that's why well, Steadicam Ops stay in. What kind of days? How many days? Oh, what was, what was, it, was a feature? It was a lot. A feature, yeah, so yeah, okay. I, I don't know how many. We, we might have done maybe... I don't know, 10, 15 days out of a 40-day schedule of Steadicam, but they were they were brutal. I remember doing, you know the, the, the subway station under the Bay Street? Yes. The one that's way down below? Mm -hmm. Walking in the, be, between the tracks, walking backwards with, um, uh, with our lead actress, um, Mila Jovovich. And I'm walking backwards, and all of a sudden something pops in, in, one, of, in one of my hammies. Oh, that's, believe oh, me. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And I keep going, and then I can't walk anymore. And the DP, Glenn McPherson, comes up to me and goes, she's not happy. I said, that makes two of us. I'm not happy. I said, I wasn't able to do the job, because, the shot, because something popped. What do you mean something popped? I said, something in my hamstring. Were well, you going to be okay? I said, I don't know. I said, in a I week or two. I said, I got to check it out, because I've had this, oh, man, I'm doing the show Alphas. We're out of the Guelph prison, and I had to do <laughs> had to do a bullet's point of view, a sniper's bullet point of view, chasing an, uh, a motorcade at three frames a second. Okay. Who the fuck dreams up this shit? Man? <laughs> like writers about that shit. <laughs> and funny. I'm running down a hill, 
chasing the motorcade with the steady cam and they had just cut the lawn but i didn't see where they'd cut there was a pothole that the grass had grown in i stepped in there and bang my right hamstring let go and i kept going and i'm yelling at them to slow down and finally we, we i catch the motorcade and i catch the vehicle like the the black suv that's got the target in it and i uh I went, wow, okay, I'm fucked. <laughs> and I asked somebody, I can't carry this back up the hill. You got to take it. And I get all the way. Okay, great. That was, let's go again. I said, no. I said, I, I, I popped a hamstring. What? I said, I got to go see the medic. I go see the medic. And he goes, uh, I think you should go and have this, get some imagery of this. And anyway, sure. long story short, I did not leave the show. I stayed on there. And the other operator, Frank Poliak, he, uh, He's watching me at one point doing a hamstring, uh, doing, sorry, doing a handheld shot where I bumped against something and that's, he said, I saw you. He said, you reacted in extreme pain. I said, yeah, the stabilizer muscles on the either side of where the, the, the hamstring basically, little pop had pulled away from where it attaches at the top. Ugh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yuck. This is why I have a great relationship with one specific massage therapist I've been going to for over 12 years. She knows where all the, uh, the, the injuries are. Um, and I've done that, like crazy stuff with the Steadicam. I remember, what was the show? Jumper. Remember Jumper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jumper, we're doing second unit stuff out back of the jumbo stage on... Uh, that was the Doug Lyman. Yeah. Yeah. Doug yeah, 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 yeah. Which... Awesome. The original or the new one? No, no. The new thing is called something else. Right. Uh, but, the original, I, yeah. you know, and Doug Lyman, is, yes, he is an incredible director, but he is definitely goes to a different a different drum yeah and he and i he and i clicked you know i he would describe something i said oh this is what you want he goes yeah 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 and so i was i was in you understood all that i did yeah interesting i directed second on his uh yeah i forget what it's called though so do i yeah i didn't get work on the next one so i didn't care yeah (laughs) um, as a stunt coordinator right yeah so i was his stunt coordinator on the pilot and then i but he's done some incredible movies. movies. He has, and his, but his way is, is very unique. Yeah. Very, it's, very, it's unique. very unique. I can remember him sitting in a chair talking to the studios in LA. This is how I do it. Don't, don't be bugging me. You know, like, wow, okay. But um, I had one night we were doing this. It was a desert scene, and I had steady cam in low mode and just running up and down in the sand the whole time. And I have an hour drive home, so I drive home. It's like 4.30 in the morning when I'm back into the garage and I've left my gear in Toronto and it's because I'm going back to the show. I'm on, I'm on second unit full time and it's a, it's a busy second unit. And um, I get into the, there and as I climb out of the car, all of a sudden both hamstrings lock. <laughs> it's 4.30. My family is asleep. Not that they can do anything for me. Yeah. Here I am leaning on the door of the car and almost in tears, and I cannot get, you know when you, you get a hamstring or something like that, it, it lets go, and you go, oh, okay, that's better. 20 minutes of trying to lean forward millimeter by millimeter to get it to you're let talk, go. You're talking to two stunt guys that live at least an hour from any set we work on. Yeah, yeah. And we do the same thing. You know it. I have to warm up to go from my car to the back door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am playing... Uh, one of the things that from the pandemic is I picked up tennis and I 
played tennis as a kid, like from four till about 17, but just goofing around with my, my siblings and my dad and my mom. I never played competitive tennis. Grimsby Tennis Club, during the lockdown, the membership was great. The, 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 the cost of two rounds of golf, I can play tennis all, all summer. Oh, great. And so I went down there and I'm, you know, I'm playing. But now I have tonight, I'm playing mixed doubles. This is the second time out this year. Tuesday night I played men's doubles and it was great. The, the guys are great. They're all, they're good fun. The, the, the women are competitive. <laughs> and oh, you're they, talking about mixed, like a female mixed male. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking he's drinking scotch and Jack Daniels. <laughs> mixed doubles mixed doubles I, I, might, I can be into it can, you know talk about that <laughs> but um, so I will be tonight or the seat for this evening before I go there there'll be about 45 minutes of stretching just to so I can go play tennis yeah totally man it's, it's like the, this, this I get it well are your hamstrings still working okay? I can still do the splits but oh, yeah, really? yeah, I'm not gonna do it now. I'm not warmed up. Oh, come on. We got cameras. Yeah, everywhere. we were hoping to see this right no. here. No, I've always so not no, on the table. Not happening. <laughs> not and guaranteed. Not happening. We got a wide right there. Yeah. That I would love to see uh, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get down there. I won't be able to get back up. <laughs> but you know, you guys. This is the thing. Is I, I've talked with a variety of stunt people over the years. Especially, I had great conversations with Jamie about this. Um, and just the the um, the whole aspect of what we do to our bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't do stunts. You guys do, but in the end result, it's the same. You yeah, know? true enough. We beat ourselves up pretty good. We do, and have for a long time. Yeah, I mean, thirty five years of Steadicam, and I, if if you come up to a Steadicam person, guy or girl, and they say, "Oh no, it doesn't hurt," I'm laying down the bullshit card. Yeah. It does because the whole concept of Steadicam is let's hang this lump of dead weight off the side of your body where there's no structural or infrastructural support system. We're biped creatures. We're vertical loaded. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you take a, a lump of dead weight and attach it to the one part of the human skeletal structure that has no lateral support, which is the lower back in the lumbar area. My spine comes down and does this. This is like a snake road. So yeah, is there a twist to it? Is there a constant twist to your... It yeah. pulls. It pulls. The muscle that is activated for me, because I, I would attach on the right side, as opposed to somebody attaching on the left side, which you can do both. Um, and what it has done over 35 years is it's pulled my spine to the right, mm-hmm. pulled my ribs down, pulled my top of my pelvis up. Oh, wow. And yeah, okay. it's great. Great fun. Jesus. <laughs> And this is yeah. why my, my daughter, Bridget, was going to go into it. Yeah. And then she saw what I was dealing with after this many years. She goes, nah, I don't think I want to do that. And I'll she stick was, with the dolly cart. And she was good. Yeah, but so there's, there's huh. other aspects that she could explore, like a movie or mm-hmm. handheld stuff, right? Yeah. And, and she will. That's her, her, one of her goals is to, to become a camera operator. But right now she's working with, um, with a, a wonderful uh, focus puller named Kirill Sabulov from Ukraine. Kirill's a brilliant focus puller. I've, I've worked, but lousy at an Irish accent. Lousy at an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. But you know, they're, they're a great team. I've worked with both of them, and I, I, I just love working with both of them. He was my focus puller when we did. Okay. The, you, I mentioned earlier my love of car racing. Mm-hmm. 
I got a call out of the blue a couple of years back. Hey, listen, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I was going to go up to Mostport and watch the, the IMSA race. Do you want to come up to Mostport and shoot the IMSA race? Sure. And it's this film called The Art of Racing in the Rain. Have you seen it? The Art of no. Racing in the Rain? It's a, it's a brilliant book. But if you are into car racing, and you guys love dogs? You like dogs? Yeah, love dogs. Yeah. Okay, make sure when you watch it, um, you might want to have a Kleenex or two because sometimes something gets in your eye. Aww. It's it's a beautiful story. The I film the dog. film is is told from the dog's point of view, with Kevin Costner as the voice of the dog. Oh wow! Oh, it's it's just beautiful, Jeez. and it's all about the story of this family, um, and the 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 dad in the family is is into racing. He's a race mechanic, and he wants to race and all the things that go on in their, their lives. Then, and But there's a lot of racing within the film. And I got called to go up to Mosport, and um, I got up there and went, oh, this is legit, this is awesome. And after the, our first big meeting, all the camera guys and everything, we meet with the director, and the director's a gentleman by the name of Jeff Schwartz, and I'm going, like, Jeff Schwartz? I said, this is the guy who was Roden Track's top photographer in the 70s and the 80s that I used to just study his photography. Wow. I just like look at the reflections in the car where the lighting was, look at how he shot the cars. And he was a huge, unbeknownst to him, he was a huge influencer on me. And so I get there and mm. I'm like, okay, this is like, don't be a fanboy. <laughs> Try not to be a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't succeed. I was. I was just like, oh, wow, it's Jeff Schwartz. Like, and to anybody else, they're like, who? Yeah, he's just a guy. And you let him know? Um, I kind of let him know. I let him know more in the work. Um, he had a cameraman that was with him. Um, and um, one time, I, I brought my all my cards back to the, uh, the camera truck where we're downloading all the video. And I'm sitting and I'm watching... I'm watching his camera guys work in, in the pits, and I went, oh, yeah. I said, this is totally Jeff Schwartz. He said, you, you've got his style. And he goes, you know his style? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. True. I said, a total fanboy. I said, you know. And then they started downloading my stuff, and he just looked at me. He was just, holy shit, Jeff is going to freak for this. He said, this is great. Because he said, this is what I want. This is how I want. Okay, great. No Show problem. Show off. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> In a heartbeat. But one of the things I did was they, there's, a, there's a track map of Mosport. Yeah. So I took the schedule for the day and a highlighter, different colored highlighters, and just marked different cameras' positions that I wanted to get to for that coincided with the different schedules. And so I, I put this all together, and then we're getting ready to go out for the morning, and one of the, the other camera guys comes over and goes, what's that? I thought it was a track map. He goes, yeah, I got one. But he said, where, where did you get all that, that the highlighter and that information? I looked at him. I said, here. He goes, what? I said, this is my home track. I said, I know every inch of this track. I said, they could not have hired a better person. And I went out and got stuff. And I told, wow. I told Kirill, our focus puller, and the other guys with me, I said, I'm going to ask you to work a lot harder. We're going to do things like climb over fences and jump creeks. And then we're going to pop up in the middle of nowhere and you're going to see amazing, amazing car racing. And we did stuff and we, 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 we got to places where even the driver 
Like the first thing they said, well, here's a, here's a van for you. I said, it's too high. I need, we need a, a, a smaller profile, lower profile, because where we're going, there's trees and this. The driver that came with us saw what we were doing. He goes, hey, can I help guys? Of course you can help. And he's helping carrying tripods and batteries over the fence and across the creeks. And he's standing there going, this is amazing. I said, yeah, I said, it's pretty cool. I said, we went to an area at one point on the track where it was, I said, okay, here's the deal. I said, I'm going down there only for a few minutes because it's really dangerous. And I said, um, the cars are coming to us at about 175 miles an hour. And I said, and if they fuck up, you have one choice. That's either stand there, or two choices, stand there and see what happens or jump down into the bramble bushes down there and get all cut up and messed up, but you'll be alive. Yeah, well, given a choice. Yeah, and I said, so let's do this. So we went down there, stayed maybe 10 minutes of shooting. I said, that's long enough. We don't push the gods. <laughs> don't push the racing gods because I've seen crashes there that are just violent. And we got out of there and it was all good. But the footage in the film, there's so much... Like they had four cameras, but if I, I can brag, I looked at the film when I watched it. I've watched it a couple of times now. The majority of the second unit stuff. Who's yours? Sierra camera. Um, that was us. Um, <laughs> the name of the movie again? The Art of Racing in the Rain. I, I have heard of it. I've heard re- of it. Yeah. I, would, I would highly recommend reading the book. It is, it is just a great story. Okay. Like just, and they had, here's the crazy thing. They had reached out to me when they were originally going to shoot in Portland, Oregon. Because I at the time, I had had, had a, a U.S. visa. And they said, um, you know, come on, come on over. And I said, I, I can't. I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not available right now. And then they moved it to Vancouver. And they delayed. And then when they moved to Vancouver, I was like, oh, crap, I'm available. And, uh, but, I'm, but I was, you know, they had picked their Vancouver team already. So when they came to Toronto, the, the director of photography of the main unit showed up at Mosport one day and he goes, you're that guy. <laughs> and I said, I'm that guy. Yeah. So and good. he goes, this is what I need you to make sure we get with, you know, and I said, no problem. I'm listening to both, you know, the, that's the main unit director of photography. I am listening to you and Mr. Jeff Schwartz, the director and cinematographer of this, I'm listening to. And it was, it was a, to me, I have two projects that were my highlights in my career, and that's one of them. So, oh, wow. Yeah. What's the other one? Oh, well, we mentioned him earlier, Sud Sutherland and Jen Holmes. Okay. A wonderful $4 million film called Home Again, and that was made with some envelope money from uh, Don Carmody. This is how the circle is really small. Wow. Don Carmody made so great money off the, so the first Resident Evil film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but certain amount of the money that is profits of that have to be put back into our Canadian productions. productions. So it's, hence it's called envelope money, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so they, he put that in, um, and we went down to Trinidad and we shot this film. Apparently the story set in, um, is set in Jamaica and it's a story of, of three expatriates, um, being deported back to uh, being deported back to to Jamaica, one from the U.S., one from Canada, one from the U.K., and how the three stories intertwine with each other in the in the story of the movie. It's a fantastic film for for such a small little film. And we went down there 
half the crew is from Toronto and the other half is from Trinidad. Um, and uh, it, it is definitely the other best project I work on. Okay. I, and why I, is that? Nice to say. We, we had a great group of people from Toronto um, who are all very talented filmmakers in each and every one of our departments. And then we met up with a whole bunch of people, the local producer, um, a lady by the name of Lisa Wickham, put together a crew of, of Trinis, and they had never worked on a film. Some of them worked in broadcast, some of them worked in media arts and that sort of thing. So there was people from down there. And just the relationships that were um, um, created. The, the lead on the film is um, Stefan, oh, what's his name? Oh, anyway, again, this is my memory. IMDb bingo. I'll look it up. He, he was just in, uh, oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Sorry. It's not, it, it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. <laughs> and, but the, um, the, the film, the time there, we were there, we went down like January 2nd in 2012. And we were there for six, six and a half weeks. That, and it was the run up to carnival. What a time. What a great absolute brilliant experience people still in contact thankfully we live in this this time of social media so it's still in contact with people from from trinidad there and i've been back to trinidad i went back the next year for the screening of the film um down there that that uh, suds and jen brought the film back to uh back to to port of spain i i went down and had a great time Beautiful. And then I went back. That producer on that, Lisa Wickham, asked me to come back and do a camera operator workshop for, for people. And I did. had a great time. So my wife, Rosalie, and myself, we did a one-day workshop and then over to Tobago for about six or seven days. Well, you needed a vacation after that one day of teaching. I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I tell you what, if you ever get a, you want to see a, 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 to, a total chill place. Tobago is, is, best way I can describe it, Tobago is Trinidad's cottage country. It is oh, so oh, great. Now Andrew's, Andrew's going to be leaving soon. So chill, so laid back. Are you? Are, do you? Uh, do you scuba dive? No, but I, yeah. you know what? I'm going to get into it though. That's that's um, there's it's, a place. It's been a desire. There's a place. Lots of fresh seafood. Just chill. Oh, well, I, I like back. that. I like the seafood. You know, just sit on the beach, drink a cold beer, and and just drink it in. Oh, that sounds yeah. good, man. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a scuba teacher here, and he's. Who? Who'd you have? He's gonna. We had Carly Hunter. You Carly had Carly? Yeah, yeah, she was here. Well, Carly, here's another. It's a circle comes She's right there. She signed right there. Oh, yeah. Carly was one of the focus pullers <laughs> on Liam and May. Oh, no kidding. But this is small. It's a small circle, man. Uh huh. I have all the time in the world for Carly. She's great. And what she's doing. She's sweet. Yeah. What she's yeah. doing is is awesome. Yeah. And she's know. good yeah. at it. Honestly, oh, she she is. thankful yeah. for really people good at like what her. she does. Yeah. Who have their head on straight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And honestly, That's she's, why she was here. Yeah. Well, I've kind of broken that mold, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we fucked up bringing you here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. This guy's still here. What do so we do? So, <laughs> what, what, what's happening in the future? Right? Like, uh, What's going to what's going down? Well, on a personal note, I'm a granddad. Oh, good for you. Yeah, as got, am I. Yeah, it's wonderful. How old are your grandkids? Uh, one, six, uh, uh, Harriet. Yeah. yeah, I have uh, the oldest is Charlotte. She will be two on August first, and she's beautiful. Yeah, and she calls me. I'm not. Um, I was introduced to her when she was, you know, with her dad was there. This dada. 
and this is Dada's Dada. And you could see that she's <laughs> this little brain, and she went, Dada Dada? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, sure, that works. So now, like, I'm, I'm Dada Dada. <laughs> well, up until a year ago, I was Grandma. That's hey, the, it works, right? Whatever it works. And so she has a little sister named um, uh, Georgia, who is the the chill pill. This this is a lovely little little angel. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, our son Connor, mm-hmm. uh, the singer uh, from Liam and May. He and his wife Emma, they have um, they have those two little girls. And uh, Connor's older brother Patrick and his wife Annika have a little baby girl due um, first week of July. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. Wonderful. And you can tell them that Randy, with an I, is a wonderful name for a little girl. (laughs) I will tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's no Andrews. No. No No, no. no female Andrews. Hey, well, did, you, did you ever, did you, growing up, did you ever get Drew or Andy or anything like that? Yeah, I don't generally go by them. I well, I mean, Andrew's been my name, and I don't know what it is, but uh, I think if, if my name were um, Ashley, I would want it to just be Ashley. I don't yeah. want it to be Ash. Yeah. You know, I don't like Andy. Yeah. Um, I've had the occasional friend that went by... They just did it because they did it, and yeah. they didn't care what I had to say. <laughs> and uh, every once in a while, that's kind of okay. Yeah. But you know, I've I've got a couple of buddies that call me Drew. Yeah. We he's, had a buddy on he's here. He's pretty quick to uh, correct somebody. That yeah. Calls yeah. Do, you, do you know what I get all the time? People meet me briefly, and then they meet me again. Oh, how's it going, Kevin? Um, what? It's not Kevin. That was it's my favorite he, uncle. Thank you. Yeah. I get Adam. You know and what? Stuff like that. That's the whole. I have my uncle Kevin. Exactly. That's what I say. I had a great. My uncle Kevin was a you know wonderful person. So, I said you know it. Uh, it's fine. You can you want to call me Kevin, call me Kyle, whatever. I don't give a shit. You know? you That's the thing. Right? I think I'd rather something else than yeah. Andy or yeah. Drew. Yeah. Just call me Adam is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, he was weird. actually named after my best friend Andy. So, uh, um, yeah. So people call him well the odd person. Well, it's just yeah. yeah. Some people will just. I mean, when I'm on set, I'll have introduced myself as Andrew. Yeah. They my Andrew's on my on the call sheet. <laughs> yeah. Why are you calling me Andy? Nobody yeah. ever said call me Andy. Yeah. I was never you know. Does so it say just like, Andrew? Why Andrew bracket Andy? No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so totally... I don't know why, but it's just it was, yeah. That's something I don't. My my know. grandfather. His name is John McCullough, but he went by Jack because that's not, apparently that's a thing. Um, Like even with um, the president of the United States, John John Kennedy, Kennedy, but he was called Jack. Right. So it's a thing. I don't know how. That's weird. Yeah. 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 I've never heard of that. My father's name was Robert. He goes by Bob. Yes. As is Danny Bailey. Dan Bob. Dan Bob. Yeah. Dan Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it, it's it you know it, it's what it is. But um, but what's going on that that's on the family side, um, on the 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 work side, um, in the short term, happy to go out and help anybody, do whatever they do with my talents as a um, a camera operator. But um, I definitely found that uh, through the process and the experience of Liam and May, I can direct. Yeah, I can. I actually can do that. I used to be an editor, which helps a ton. Like nobody, I can imagine. Yeah. People, people don't think you were an editor. Yeah, I was an editor for the first five years of my career. I said, you know, probably said, the director's uh, best friend. Really, the editor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've worked with numerous directors who have a, their whole career as editors, and boy, can you tell? 
can you tell? Yeah, that, yeah. You know, really. There's a there's a gentleman um, who used to be a graphic artist um, and a storyboard artist that is a great director. I've worked with Vincenzo Natali. If you ever get a chance to, there's a, like a sweet soul who has talent like coming out of the yin yang it's just incredible it's funny he, he describes me exactly the same way i do yeah 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 i do a lot all the time <laughs> the thing is there's nobody else in the room but that's okay <laughs> but um it, it's just it this is for me it's like yeah and i'm getting into producing and i'm hoping the thing let me ask you a question Go randy on. you you ever have you run into this latest ism you know how there's racism genderism all this have you run into ageism? Um, not to my face. Yeah. No, nobody will say it to your face. But yeah. So you, you've experienced it. I'm, I'm not aware. Yeah, I have. Um, I, I, it's a very subtle thing, but it's like, you know what? I've got this phenomenal amount of experience. Yeah. And I'm still really, really, really good at what I do. And I'm still physically capable of doing, uh, you know, what, what you want. Um, but there's, oh, no, no. Yeah. You're an old guy. What? You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't think of it in that term. I, I, at least I have not experienced that. Um, as I've gotten over forty, <laughs> um, you know, um, I just did a big show, Mayor of Kingstown, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Two, whatever it is. So we now. started putting on his birthday cake. Just forty plus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a huge plus sign, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, um, Keith, I, I don't know if it makes a difference in my business. Yeah. I have no idea. But I'm. it's funny because I've just hooked into a, an advertising agency that wants me to direct for them. So oh, That's awesome. Yeah. So, I, you know, if, if it's turning from one, it's turning into another. Yeah. And nothing about age ever. Which is funny to me because, like, unless you're... I mean, we're all watching Biden go a little crazy, you know, but... Um, unless you're going a little nuts, yeah. uh, the, the wisdom and, uh, and the, the knowledge and experience, experience is yeah. fucking unbelievable. Yeah. But what I'm finding interesting is that y your experience and my experience, um, is so vast that it may offend some younger people that don't have it. Well, I, I think that, that, uh, yeah, but that offense essentially comes from, um, uh, lack of the, confidence. Lack of confidence, and, and they feel intimidated. hundred percent. Based in that lack of confidence, that's and it's right. like, don't. Yeah, that's don't a new age thing. That that I mean, yeah. was that that like when you were young and starting out? Didn't yeah. you want to look up to your guys like that? Uh, I, I would tell you what. I would anybody who would be like, if I was working with an operator when I was younger, that somebody had experience like me, I was so intimidated that they had all this experience that I would just quietly listen. And then if the opportunity arose to ask a question, right. I would ask. Right. Now. Yeah. I, I was in a meeting for a film that I was up for as a coordinator, and I asked very, very good questions. And when I got home, I got a call from the producer, and the director actually said to him verbally, he actually said to this man, I don't want anybody on my set that knows how to make films better than me. So, like, I didn't get the job because of some questions I asked of the director. Wow. Well, I can believe it, it you know. Yeah, but then it's getting worse. But the thing, that, and that's, that's crazy to me. If I'm going into a situation uh, on a large project, what am I going to do? I want to surround myself with the absolute best people oh, available to are me. Are you kidding and me? And they are going to make me look brilliant. Hey, I, 
here, go make my film. Yeah. Well, as long as you, the director, can uh, communicate. Yeah. That's. Oh. I, I tell people ask me what what's the job of a director. I tell them in one word, communicate. Yeah. So if you can communicate your needs to that person, the DP, and this person, and that person. Yeah. Well, imagine working in the movie business and thinking that everything that's going on right now revolves around what you're doing. And that it isn't a completely magnetic, collaborative art going on right here? Yeah, there's, there's, there are some people who are like that. One of the things, that, that a term that really popped up in the last 15 years that I just looked like, and that to me it's the, the biggest line of bullshit ever, fake it till you make it. Yeah. How about you <laughs> learn your craft, and when you have learned your craft, then you've made it. You know, don't fake it. Sure. Work at it. Learn your craft. It's so important. Like... I, I hear that, and it's like, no, you're wrong. You're you're a phony. Yeah. You know. It, well, even but now, having said that, even if you are faking it to make it, why walk into something like you do know it so much that you're trying, like, why um, you're trying to take all the cake? I mean, yeah. I would. St- I, I don't know. I, I don't think I agree with you on what you're saying. But even if you're gonna be like that. Just pay attention. Just pay. Keep learning and keep. I don't know. Learn your. It comes down to learn your craft. Yeah, really. I mean, no matter what somebody does, whether they're in the art department, they're in hair and makeup, whether they're in um, the wardrobe department, whether they're they're props, whatever. They're they're grips, electrics. They're. It doesn't matter. Each one of those is a craft, and if you work really hard and you learn and you learn from those that have gone ahead of you, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you get enough knowledge where you can then say, hey, why don't we try it this way and see if that, that can make it better, can make it easier, can make it more powerful, whatever. And it, it, to me, it applies to everything. You know, it really, really does, you know. So. Well, speaking of the future, what do you think about AI? It's going to become a tool, or it is becoming a tool, and it's up to us rather than worry about, oh, it's going to take over work from us. No, no, let's make AI work for us. Let's make the machine work for us, you know, rather than us work for the machine. I was reading about a camera called something like a 4i Hammerhead or something, or what was it called? I forget what it's called, but it was was a camera that uses AI to follow the subject, to find and follow the subject that is... Interesting. Yeah, I, I've not heard of it. Now, but, it, it, as far as I'm aware, it was used. It's been used mostly on helicopters at, the, at yeah. right now, and um, I imagine that's a great security yeah, feature. Yeah, but, that, but that's been around. That's not recent. They're they're like, oh, okay. like tracking stuff. You look at the you see footage of of police helicopters. Oh, and, my drone yeah. will do that. It, you, you can track. I can build a box on you. I just yeah. Put my box oh, over really? you and my drone. I can yeah. fly in my drone anywhere I want. And it'll follow, and yeah. It, it yeah. follows you. Yeah, I, my, my little <clears throat> pocket drone will, will do that. It's interesting. Okay. I have this little pocket drone, this DJI um, thing, but since I did my film, I haven't used it. It's like, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah, we, Sometimes you don't need it. <laughs> well, I, I, it's not a thing. It was, for me, it, it had a purpose. Yeah, it was a tool. It, it served as a tool, and okay. it served its purpose, and it's not something that... You know, it's it's like yeah. So if young people are getting into the business that you're in, yeah, um, is steady cam still a uh, very viable way of getting in? Is it, it's a it's to me, and I, I guess I'm a bit old school on it because it um, 
Steadicam is a tool, um, and it's if used well and used properly, it's a fantastic tool for storytelling. Um, so I recommend that if somebody's going to do this, spend time learning other parts of the camera department and then move up, you know. But I see people coming right out of school and mom and dad have some money and they go out and spend, yeah. you know, 60, 70 grand on getting them a rig and, oh, I'm a Steadicam operator. I know a couple. Yeah, yeah. Really? You're a Steadicam operator? Let me, show me your reel. Oh, I don't have a reel. Well, then you're not a Steadicam I just operator. own the Steadicam. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's, I see a lot of people who are getting, not a lot, that's, that's the wrong. I see people who get it. Who, Feels like a lot. You know, maybe it does, but who, who get into it, who are already, let's say, um, trainees, second assistants, focus pullers, or grips, and they decide that they, I want to make money. I'm going to go buy a Steadicam and become a Steadicam operator. If money is your motivation for learning this craft, you might want to pick on something else. Agreed. Because, because it, it's, a, it's a wonderful tool for telling visual stories. It's really good. And this is one of the things that happened with me at the end. I, um, when I decided I just, one, my body was just saying enough already. And the other was, it had been a long time since I had actually done a really creative Steadicam storytelling shot. As you know, and people say, well, why didn't you do it? I'm not the director, you know, I'm, yeah, you want, you want me to direct, then pay me to be the director. Well, they have the tool, but they don't know how to operate that. They They don't don't know how to, they don't know how to utilize that tool. Yeah. I, I was on a show where we did this really cool shot and the director said, oh my God, that's amazing. Why, why haven't we been doing this all along? And I looked at the director and I said, because the people you're bringing in don't understand how to use the tool. Right. She went, what? I said, oh, I have, this ability has been here the whole time. I said, but you guys, you didn't want to do it this way because, I don't know. I mean, and I, I, I got fed up with where I was creating storytelling and the director's getting the credit. And it's like, well, no, I, I did that. They didn't do that. Oh, yeah, but that's it. And then the other thing that I was seeing was people coming in and checking boxes. You know, like, oh, you're a visible minority and you're female. And what's the other box? Oh, you happen to be gender specific. And oh, tick, 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 you're in. Yeah, but they don't tick the box that they can actually direct. Yeah, that's a big thing, eh? I, it's a thing. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just thing. me. No. But I look at it like, I'm, Randy, you may have seen it. Like where you go and you go, this person, yeah, the... They're, they're in this position of, of storytelling and they don't know how to do it. Either they're intimidated or they're... I worked with a director who's a very lovely director, but every time he would be setting up, he would talk really quiet. And I'd say, hey, what, what? I'm sorry. Can you speak up? What? And finally, I said, hey, man, don't, don't talk quietly. Talk out loud. Tell us what you're thinking. If you tell us what you're thinking, then we can execute. I said, we'll get you what you want. I said, it's, it's not an ego thing here. It's we want to yeah. help you. Yeah, you know, Keith, it has yeah. less to do with ageism than everything else about me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, so, it's so fascinating to, to see. And then that, that particular director has gone on and he's done some great stuff. And where I've reached out to him, you know, and just said, hey, 
that looks great. Oh my God, I wish you were here. You would have made a huge difference because he understood, wow, if I communicate with this guy what I want, he will pull it off and then he will take it to the next level. You know. Well, what's your favorite thing in a director? I know it's a vast question, but when you get to set, what eases you? Short hair, mustache, goatee. Yeah. Yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. I like someone yeah. pretty. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I know I'm yeah. gonna have a good time. Somebody brings snacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they bring bring those Welch's things. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I I would say what going back to what you said, Randy, communication. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah. I don't I don't okay. I honestly don't care of what you are. I only care of who you are. Are you a decent human being? And then are you capable of, of communicating with me what you want? That really is always the thing. I think. I, it's I, always the number one complaint or the number one yeah. best thing. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I still, you know, when I get out and get out on set, I'm like, what, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just listening. I'm watching. You know, why are you standing by the monitors? So I see what's going on. You know, oh, you, you don't, you're not needed for this, blo- <coughs> this blocking. Well, that's okay. I said, it's free information. What? I said, I'm fine. I'll just be here quietly. I'm not going to ask any questions. I just want to watch. The more knowledge and information that I have, the better I can take my craft and execute for you and hopefully make your project even better. Yeah, and anyone yeah. who doesn't want you standing there it goes back to that confidence issue. I, I think you're right. I do. I think you're right. And, you know, it, it's just... It's intimidating. Yeah. If you really don't know your job, yeah, or like how to communicate what you need, yeah, and you have a bunch of people standing around listening to how you're doing, yeah, and and they and that and then they know they're smart enough to know. Oh crap! They don't. Oh come on! Yeah. Every, yeah. Any crew that's been together for a, a two hours, yeah, knows if the directors, yeah. For sure. I, I, I just, in April, I had the privilege of going out and we did two days of a second unit uh, for a film that was shot in Malta, but the story set in Boston. And we were in Kitchener for doing a couple of scenes. You know, well, that makes sense. I know. <laughs> That's why I love our industry. You know, it, t- it takes the bizarre and makes it real, you know. Yeah. Um, and the director and the DP um, were just wonderful. They were, they, they communicated so succinctly and it just made me just want to do more, 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 Absolutely. you know, That's and the help best. them, you know, to, to, like that, that sort of thing. It's when you get the opposite and you go, why am I, why am I putting out this effort if these people aren't interested in, in doing, but these guys were, these guys were fantastic. And it was funny because the focus puller is also from <clears throat> Spain. And at one, one point on the second day, I said, I said, I got a question for you guys. I said, I said, you guys are speaking Spanish, but it doesn't sound like the Spanish of like South America, Central America. And they go, oh, you noticed we're Catalonian. And I looked at them and said, you guys are rebels. And they just laughed. And I said, yeah. They said, in <laughs> Catalonia, we, we have a, a, a different uh, dialect. And I said, oh, okay, cool. You know, Really? Uh, yeah, well, the Catalonians—they are—they are sort of the separatists of Spain, so okay. to speak. and that's that's painting with a very, very broad stroke. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get any mail from Spanish people. Yeah, <laughs> but can't, it can't read it anyway. Yeah, but it was uh, it was a great, great two days. Um, 
in Kitchener and working with these people, and uh, it was good fun. Should have dropped Sweet. by. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, next time you're in the region. Yeah, man, I can do that. I can do well, that. Well, while we chat a little bit about some, oh, yeah. of, you, some of your other projects. Um, My side hustle. Your side hustle. <laughs> we would love for you, if you want to, uh, to sign our table. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm right here. My balls rested here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't, can't do yeah. that. No. Yeah, you can't what take this ball spot. Wow. I mean, somebody's got talent. Is that Mariah? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to sign. Like, what to say? Mariah's got a lot of talent. I'm not yeah, sure go if that somewhere, is. Go somewhere between these two. Yeah. What to? Yeah, the... you know, everyone signs right there. That, but yeah. Dave, Dave, we got a whole table here. He drew a, a little helicopter. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a lot of neat stuff here. It's I cool. have no idea what the, this is. Uh, like, you know, you're on set and somebody's birthday here. Fill out a card or somebody's leaving. Fill right. out the card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> we got Tom Comet from Drone Boy right here. He's got uh, a little drone. I know Tom. Yeah. This is great. Wow, wow. Yeah, and feel free to draw a picture. Yeah, of, of, of a complete steady cam rig. <laughs> you should see my storyboards, man. <laughs> Never they, mind. They are stick people. <laughs> and you know how you know which way they're looking? Their nose goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what the what. Yeah. Okay. Well, while while you're doing that, I'm going to bring up uh, your yeah. side hustle here. So you brought us a sample of your hot hot uh, your hot sauce. Yeah, mild this, hot sauce. This is this is the this mild. Is, um, the mild of. Uh, Papa Murph's Trini style pepper sauce. And how can somebody get some of this? Well, is this a future thing? This is a future Will thing. Will there be labels? In there, a... There'll be a whole, a whole different bottles. There'll be labels. There'll be everything. Sorry, say it again. The name. Can we get a bigger one? Yes, you can. <laughs> say the name again. For such a deal. <laughs> Papa Murph's. Papa Murph's. Yeah. Tri yeah. Trini style. Trini style. Peppa. P E P P A. P E P P A. Sauce. Peppa sauce. Yeah. And it's delicious. It's fucking it's good. So it's really fucking good. And uh, yeah. this is the mild hot sauce. Yes. And I'm a hot sauce guy. Yes. And that still stung. That has so, a bite. Yeah, it's got it a bite. Yeah. Yep. But I, I, I can't I, wait to try like, the other stuff. If, I, if I'm having, um, like the other, the other day, I came home and there were some um, leftover lovely grilled cheese sandwiches that have been made for our granddaughters oh, yeah. and our daughter-in-law. And uh, I just like, I took the first, it was half a sandwich and I wolfed it down. I went, well, that was actually pretty good. So the next two, I warmed them up and then I put that right over, like spread right over the top of it. It's made with good stuff. Oh man. Yeah. yeah there's a hint, there's a hint of, uh, of, of uh, flavors and flavor profile in it. You know, if we're talking the Food Network, you know. Yeah, yeah. flavor profile. Oh, flavor, yeah. flavor profile. It is one thing that's what what I love about it is that it is uh, it's it's got a whole bunch of flavor and is spicy. It's not yeah. it's not just a hot sauce. Yeah, it's not well, that, that hot thing that destroys everything. Else. Yeah, that's which what, is an yeah. island thing for sure. Yeah, that's what I found. Most of the sauces that I tried when I was in Trinidad and into and in um, Jamaica years ago when I was there, is that it was just. Hot peppers turned into a sauce. Well, no, I want more. So what I found, I found about three different recipes that I, and I cherry picked from each of them and then added my own little signature things that you can only get in Canada. But um, it, uh, it's mango based. But this year, because I live in Niagara, and I went, what if I did it with peach? Mm. 
like they, the I'm pe- into that. peach that season's good. coming up and you know I've and I've I've expanded in my garden um I've made room I've, I've put in a trellis for my cucumbers so they don't take over everything cucumbers could cover this whole table they're crazy and they just grow and grow and grow and you, you got to keep plucking them back and, and this is all on so your land this is just in yeah small garden in the back in the in the backyard yeah it's cool yeah and uh so the the plan is that I still my wife is like do we have to buy another freezer for all the the, the peppers you're growing <laughs> yeah, I don't know she goes well you, you've got you've got all these peppers from last year and I said yeah I'll get to them you know, so well, that I'll put your website up on the podcast, and people will be ordering this in pre-orders. Well, that's the next thing is this we'll actually have a sponsor. Going, like yeah. I, I had, well, appreciate that. Whoa. I'm digging that. Hey, welcome Man. back. Going again by yeah. Papa Smurf. Yeah, Papa, Papa Smurf. Smurf. Yeah, yeah. you can't. Unfortunately, I would love to do Papa Smurf. But, yeah, that's what went through my head. Some guy in a blue suit <laughs> has got that taken. You know, but that's my that's my nickname. For some of the older people in the camera departments of six six seven, really, yeah, because when I first upgraded to you know became an operator, um, my focus puller, believe it or not, was Angelo Colavecchia, and my B camera, uh, sorry, my second assistant was uh, Mike Carella, who are both phenomenal, phenomenal operators, and on top of that, just really lovely human beings. But I had. Um, my we were shooting in the winter, and I had my winter snowsuit, so to speak, which was from the 1988 Calgary Olympics. Oh, that blue thing! <laughs> I know it's, the I know the coat. I was Papa Smurf. Wow, it's hilarious! <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. And so it became like back in the days, like when we were doing Jumper, for example, the all the trucks were connected, and we were all playing Halo, and my gamer name was Papa Smurf. I mm. used to get slaughtered. See, I was getting a psychic feeling there. You were? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, the, the plan is to, to upscale this. Now, where I live, there's a little, um, there's a little apothecary, an organic apothecary right around the corner from me called Mingle Hill. Cool. And they, um, I went in at the winter to, at Christmas to get some stuff, like stocking stuffers for my wife. And they're like, they have lavender oils and things of that nature and, you know, creams. And they had their own hot sauces in there. And they had, you could taste them. And I'm like, well, these are tasty. Some were done with apple, some were done with pear. And I was like, this is nice. And, and I, you know, chatting with them. I said, yeah, I'm your neighbor. I said, I'm just five driveways around the corner. You know, five driveways in the country is, <laughs> you're a kilometer away. And I said, I said, I make my own hot sauce. I said, would you like to try it? They gave me two, two jars, and I gave them the mild and the hot, dropped them off. Then they closed for the season. Back in like the end of February or so, I, I saw a vehicle there, so I wheeled in, and well, I'm looking, there's nobody. The door's open. I go in, there's cats inside, and there's a fireplace, like a, a potbelly stove going, and I'm like, oh, somebody's obviously here. And all of a sudden, the guy comes out his name's randy and he comes out he's like you know he's got the goatee except he's more hair got more hair okay anyway and he says hey man we <laughs> we we took your sauce and we put it into there's a, apparently there's a, a youtube show a hot sauce show where people try oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, hot ones hot was that yeah man it's great and he they well, bought, sean evans they bought show. they bought the the package and they had a night of, of wings with all the different sauces 
And they said, we put your wings in, your sauce in with, with the mix of what they mm. supplies. Oh, okay. And he goes, everybody agreed yours was the best sauce. No kidding. They have, they've had Canadian and guys on. And you didn't get credit. Well, this is all just all anecdotal. And so the, the whole process is going to be, as I step up, like uh, the next step for me is probably if, if next week goes well, um, you know, it, uh, while the swimming pool is being reparged and cemented and getting painted, um, I may be making my, uh, the 2023 hot sauce. So, oh man, right on yeah. with the peach base. Right on. Well, I got to wait for the peach season to come on. Okay, like right, right now it's uh, it's strawberry season. You know, no, I don't know his name or anything, but there's a guy. There is a guy in the area that has had his hot sauce on that show. Really? On hot ones, yeah. And they've done an obscene amount of seasons. They're they're insanely popular, more popular than any television show like, going. I, yeah, so, people keep talking to me you about. You gotta it. reach out, man. I, I haven't. I I haven't. Yeah, I will. I mean, find I out. Know. Can I send you this? You can check it out. You know. Yeah. But this year, I'm, I'm hoping to do um, a mild, a medium, and a hot because nice. the last for awesome. for medium. Uh, sorry for for the mild. Um, it was Bridget came up to me. She says, "Dad, she goes, I want to taste your hot sauce, but you know I don't do hot." Oh. Well, okay, I said, "Well, I don't know for mild, so how about we make it together?" And it was great. We had a lot oh, that's of fun. Awesome. And so that's her palate. She thinks that's hot. Well, yeah. it it does have a bite to it, but I can imagine if you're dipping <clears throat> a grilled cheese sandwich oh, that, it, that it kills it's it a great. little bit. My lady would love this because it's. Um, um, mango, mango, mango yeah. yeah, but she would tell me that's hot, and, and it. I mean, yeah, so you, you, I should I so. should I make that a little milder? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, not in my opinion. <laughs> in my lady's opinion, maybe. But I think no. she should just put a little less on. Well, there's that. Yeah, there's that. You know, and it's 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 straight. Don't just scoop it in with a spoon. Yeah. Well, you guys did take a fair <laughs> amount. I was like. Well, these guys are like, woo, okay. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. He's always been a hot sauce freak. Yeah. Freak I, freak. I do enjoy I But see, I like, like you mentioned, I, I like hot, but I like flavor. Yeah, I still want to so I, I I, yeah. enjoy my food. There's, there's a place, a sports bar in the little town of Smithville, Ontario, called Touchdown Willie's. Shout out to Touchdown Willie's. We're all going. Because yeah, Tuesday but... nights is... Half price wing nights and pitchers of beer, or you know, it's I don't me, know. Keith. Now, let's go hey man, there's a good we, motorcycle it, ride for everybody in that area. Yeah, man, it's yeah. anyway, and they, the where I live, West Lincoln, is known for poultry, chicken wings, like this, Ooh. big, and you get a blue cheese hot buffalo. Mm. Really, really good. Mm. Get about a. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really a blue cheese man. They, they have others. They have a lovely uh, yeah, it does look a good. hickory a hickory bourbon. Um, Sweet. It's that sounds like, good. Yeah, I, I have a buddy of mine that um, I used to play hockey with, and he lives in the area. And we we just get together about once a month, and we just shoot the breeze and drink beer and eat chicken wings and you know be Fucking silly. A. I love know. that. Fucking a. Yeah, it's and it's great. You know, it's it's just it. You walk in, you go, yeah, whatever. You know, they've got whatever ball game or hockey game or whatever is going on. So sweet, yeah. sweet man. Yeah, yeah. Touchdown, Willies. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to more than this. Yes. To be yeah. completely honest. Me too. In the hot one. Oh. Have you thought of a picture yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Let's go. I, I gotta figure out something. You know, what a hot time. There's, there's, That's it. there's nothing like a silent <laughs> moment when there's just scribbling. 
for the hot for the WhatsApp or the sorry not WhatsApp the Spotify. Don't worry listening. about taking up too much room or anything. <laughs> right under Carly's there. Yeah. That's oh. awesome. Papa, Papa Murph. Yeah. Papa Murph. Perfect. Love it. Love it, man. Thank you. Keith, thanks for coming by, bud. Boys, this has been I, I when you called, like you you texted and what it's like, really? Oh, that'd be so much fun. And it, it uh, has been more than that than I anticipated. I we could sit here and bullshit and talk. But what I loved about it, we, did, we talked about silly things, but we also talked about some serious yeah, we did. topics. And I like yeah. that. You know, we covered a lot of bases. So cool. It was good. Yeah, you can edit all that shit out. No, man. <laughs> well, we're gonna edit no, I, I hope you're happy. And I, hope, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, no, uh, you're a fellow that both Andrew and I dig a lot. So. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, big time. Oh, thanks, big boys. Time, always man. have. And, and uh, appreciate I'm it. so glad you came. Brethren. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Well, oh, well, you know, and to all the viewers and listeners, uh, keep an eye out for Papa Murph's Trini style Papa or uh, Peppa Sauce. Peppa Sauce. Yeah. Yeah, man. Going against new spo- a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be awesome. That'd be all great. Right. It's going to be on our t shirts. That'd be sick. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be great? Do t shirts. I got to figure out, like, I got a couple of friends who are good. Come up with something really good. This is what I want. Now create. You know, and I love I love doing that. Give somebody. What do you see? What, and I have a graphic artist friend who's also an editor friend, and it's like when he comes up with stuff, it's like fucking awesome. Yeah, you know? so awesome. Really yeah. Great t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. A nice yeah. t-shirt. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks again, Keith. Thanks, Appreciate boys. It, man. Keith. Yeah. Most enjoyable. Loved having you here. Yeah. Okay. Cut it, T.